1: Good morning. It is time to skip the BS time for Undisputed. Time to talk Super Bowl with two guys who won a Super Bowl ring. Richard Sherman, Keyshawn Johnson. Morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Skip. To of you. Good morning, good Richard. Good morning, Skip. All right, let's get right to it. Richard, you won't be with us tomorrow and Friday, so it is time... To put you on the hot seat, to get you on record, I, I'm pretty sure I know where you're going with this, although I would love it if you'd surprise me, but who wins this Super Bowl, and what is the score, please?
2: I, I feel like I started the year with the Super Bowl prediction that I'm going to give right now. I don't uh-huh. know if my score was attached to it, but yeah, uh, I got the San Francisco 49ers beating the Kansas City Chiefs 27-24, to 24. Uh, I think it's going to be a dogfight of a game. I think both teams are going to have success defensively and offensively, but I think it's going to come down to Brock Purdy being able to execute down the stretch. I think the San Francisco 49ers defense is going to make the necessary plays. I'm not sure that the Kansas city chiefs are as strong on the outside at tackle as they have been in the past. Joe Tooney is out. Yeah. Um, so him and Creed Humphreys, the the dynamic duel that they have inside are, are cut in half. I think that that's going to leave room for for Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead to have some success. Nicholas John Bosa in the game, along with Fred Warner trying to contain Travis Kelsey with, with some help from Tayshawn Gibson and the rook um, Jair Brown. So that's where I'm at,
1: Skip. All right.
3: Yeah, it, it's interesting because when you look at it, San Francisco 49ers, Skip, have been favored in all 20 games this season. The only other team to do that is the 2021 uh, Kansas City Chiefs, which eventually lost to the AFC Championship game. This to, is all
1: based on 17-game season. Yeah, based season. on 17-game season
3: yeah. uh, to the Cincinnati yeah, Bengals right. back in 2021. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs. And, and the reason I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs is simple, the quarterback. They've got the better quarterback, although Brock Purdy is obviously playing phenomenal football. But let's be honest with ourselves. They got the better quarterback, period. I don't care about Super Bowl numbers or any of those things. Not only do they have the better quarterback, they have a quarterback that has scored in three tries against the San Francisco 49ers. 30 plus points in every single game in his career. If you go back to 2018, he hung 38 on them. In week three, you go to the Super Bowl, he hung 31 on them. And then week seven last year in Levi Candlestick Slash Park, he put 44 on him. So I don't see why he couldn't at least hang 29 on this defense. I got the score
1: 29-24. Close to your score, Richard,
3: except it's a little bit flipped for me.
1: Hmm. Okay. So Richard makes nothing but valid points, obviously. And I am fascinated by this matchup, and I do think – I do agree with both of you, it's going to be a close game. And I cannot wait to watch the two offensive masters matchup, Kyle and Andy going at it, play calling. I think there's some mastery going on on defense with the play calling too, with Coach Wilkes and Coach Spags. So I love the coaching matchups. I love the physical matchups. I love the emotional matchups. But in the end, I have to go with Keyshawn on this because the more I think about it, it just comes down to me. It's very simple. It's Patrick Mahomes against Mr. Irrelevant. I mean, it just is. In the the very end, it's a Patrick Mahomes who struggled through the regular season, as we know. The team struggled. He, He had his career high in interceptions during the regular season, and all of a sudden, the Chiefs caught fire. Travis Kelsey re fire just when I thought he was hitting the wall, just when I thought he was worn out physically, mentally, by all the Taylor Swift this and that and the other. He caught fire again against Miami in the first playoff game and never looked back. And Patrick, as he said the other day, I'm different now because in the postseason – Patrick Mahomes has completely changed the way he plays to me. He's become the opposite of Brock Purdy. There's no risk taking whatsoever. He's actually dinking and dunking at a supremely high level. Because Patrick Mahomes in three playoff games, two of them on the road, has zero turnover worthy plays where he threw one bad pass that could have been picks. So he had his career high in interceptions and he hasn't even come close to an interception in three playoff games leading up to this one. And to me, his defense is a little hotter than the San Francisco defense, which which leads to the big question off the Detroit game. We talked and talked about this. Obviously, Kyle and Coach Wilkes blasted the defense for lack of effort against Detroit. But are we sure it was just lack of effort? Was there some flaw exposed just a little bit that you can run on this defense, it, it it had its shaky moments, then it locked back down in the second half. While Kansas City's defense just seems to get a little hotter and a little hotter and a little hotter. And when I look back on what they did at Baltimore against the Lamar that I think is going to be the unanimous MVP, and I thought he was going to own this game, and he did not own that game for whatever reason. But a lot of the reason was the Kansas City defense. So, when I add all that up, the underdogs, as, as a two-and-a-half-point dog, are the Chiefs. And so you're telling Patrick Mahomes that he's an underdog to the final pick in the draft. I I just think all the motivation is going to be pro-Mahomes in this. And it just feels like, once again, it's their time. It just feels like they're hotter right at, at the right place at the right time. And I'm, I'm going to go... If you make me pick, I'm going to go a little bit lower scoring than you guys are because I think both defenses are very good, obviously. But I'm going to go 24-22 Chiefs and Mahomes as the MVP without doing anything spectacular. I I think the over-under for his passing yards is 260. I don't think he'll get there. I think it'll be more in the 220 range that he'll pick his spots and Kelsey will catch eight or nine balls for 100 yards and a couple touchdowns, and that will do it.
3: I actually think that he'll give you exactly what you've been looking for, that 300-yard game that you kept screaming. No, I do. I think he'll throw for 300. But it won't be him necessarily throwing for the 300. It'll be yak yards after the catch with Rasheed Rice, okay, Mm -hmm. to start with Kelsey, to start with MVS, a big play over the top, to give him – those yards, right? He'll be very
1: efficient. You, you don't think he'll be running the ball 50-50?
3: No, I think so. No. But but when we talk about the yard standpoint, you know how you've been screaming and hollering and he's never thrown for 300 he yards? He's never thrown for 300 well, he yards? he never even
1: come close. Never come close, no. of out that, out. Yeah. He
3: will this particular game. But how he'll get it, though, is simple. There'll be run after catch. There'll be slip screens, things of that nature. All of a sudden, they're big, gulping, 40-yard catching runs. I think that's what'll happen in this particular football game. He will still... Take the easy money because he studied Tom Brady and the New England Patriots over the last several weeks to understand how to eliminate the risk-taking, and that's what Tom did very well. He made sure not to take risks and he protected the football. So obviously Patrick Mahomes has learned something from that. That's why you mentioned he didn't, he hadn't had any crucial-looking plays that made you go, "Oh God!" Not one. He hadn't done those things, no. and that's a plus for him. But I just think that people like Rasheed Rice a run after the catch, Kelsey, run after the catch, a big play over the top for NVS. Who knows what they do with Kadarius Uh-oh. Tony? All of a sudden, maybe there's a maybe. shovel pass that gives him those yards, you know what I'm saying, where he's
1: completing a high clip but nothing down the field. I'm surprised you're saying that because the run after catchers belong to the other team.
3: Well, right? I mean, right, Rasheed Richard? Rice does a pretty right, good job right. of that's running it. after yeah. the catch. Yeah. Yeah. Does that's a pretty good job good, good, that's with, that's the, football with the, the
1: his hands. Yeah. I think...
2: I think you guys are, are, you know, I'm listening to you. I'm I'm hearing you out. I hear a lot of great things about Patrick Mahomes. No question they are true. But I think you are forgetting the other side of the ball. You're forgetting the the team on the other side of the ball, the San Francisco 49ers, Christian McCaffrey. They have two MVP candidates that are on the ballot, Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy. Both of them will have a really good game. George Kittle, one of the best tight end. Well, honestly, first team All-Pro, so considered the best tight end in football for this season, particularly playing great football. He could, he could open his game at any time. You know, we, we, we forget the last time these two teams played outside of a, a phantom offensive pass interference call right before the half, he was having a, a pretty good game and he could have success. That's a matchup they may look to exploit. Debo Samuels, Brandon Ayuk, there's a number of matchups that you feel really good about on the San Francisco 49ers side. Spags does a great job bringing pressure. He does. But Brock Purdy is the number one quarterback against pressure. Hey, you bring pressure, he responds well, usually has answers, usually makes the right play, gets yards after after the catch from his receivers, from his tight end. Juwan Jennings is a a pleasant surprise, but he's a big play waiting to happen at all times, always available, always reliable. These guys are going to have big games. Then you say, this D-line has been relatively quiet. This will be the worst offense they have faced in this playoffs. Statistically, statistically the worst offense. The best quarterback they face, but statistically the worst offense in terms of rankings of their their rush offense, their pass offense, their their offensive lines. And losing Joe Tooney is a huge deal. Creed Humphreys, one of the best offensive linemen in the National Football League. But losing the other guy is going to hurt. Obviously, his backup played really solid versus Baltimore. He did. But this D-line is 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 is. is poised and ready to go because they have been called out. They have been 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 criticized openly all week long about the effort they gave last week. I expect that to change dramatically this week. Okay, I gave,
3: I gave him 24 points, Richard. Yeah. I didn't talk bad about the Niners. Mm. I gave him 24 points. I just yeah, think that Patrick about- Mahomes yeah. in the 300 yards is something that he's going to reach, and he's going to reach it because of the run after catch. That's all I said. No one, no one is
2: saying that That's San Francisco is not going to put up a fight. Stop being so sensitive, man. I'm not being sensitive. I'm just saying you talk about yards after the catch where the other team has probably three I, I, but, or but four but guys we were with more yards talking, after the catch.
3: But we were not talking
2: about <laughs> the other team's offense.
3: Yes. Skip. Debo Samuel, mm. run, after oh, oh. Iyuk, run after the I catch. Ayuk, Kittle, run after fly, the catch. Kittle, run after the catch. McCaffrey, yep. swing passes, run after the catch.
2: Yep. There you go, Richard. I gave you some love. There we go. I appreciate that. Keith, this is this is the, a virtual hug.
1: <laughs> Thank you for that. All right. So, Richard, who has the best pass rusher on the field in your humble estimation? Uh, Nicholas John Bolson, so San Francisco. Man, I'm just going on eye test of late. And Chris Jones is the biggest game wrecker on the field. And, and he is just getting hotter and hotter, stronger and stronger, better and better. He is becoming unblockable where, where he wrecks games. So, so to me, he's going to cause problems for Brock Purdy. He's going to be in his face. More, uh, you can triple block him, whatever you want to do. I, just, it, my, I When I watch, he's one of those guys who just he's on fire. And I no question. I, no, listen, Bosa, you know, in the big picture has a better resume. You know, if you if yeah, if you if you if you ask GMs which one who do you want, they, they cuter, go Bosa. He has a cuter name. Well maybe. He Nicholas has a cuter John, name.
3: Yeah. He, he just has, has a, a defensive cuter name. player of the year. No, no, I get that. Look, I'm not saying he's not him. I'm just saying he has a cuter name. <laughs> name just, said, the name just the name just pops said, out yeah. to you. That's all. It's just like 49ers, Bosa. Yeah. But Chris Jones, Skip, is just a space eater that can go. He, he can he got go a lot of, of. He got a lot of number 99 and Warren Sapp in him. He does. He does. He can, does. He can, he can play and the he, run. Yeah, he's a, he's a monster. He's, he's a monster. Yeah. No, he's way bigger than way Sapp. Bigger but than Sapp wasn't yeah. small either. But he's such a space eater in the yeah. run game. But he also can get
2: off and go harass the quarterback.
1: Yeah, really can. No,
2: he's, he's a, definitely a game record. That's why he was sitting out the first game of the season against the Detroit <laughs> right. Lions, asking them for more money Correct. because he said, hey, You guys are a different defense if I'm not out there. And I want you guys to show me the money and show me your appreciation for what I bring to this team. And there were fans out there saying, oh, well, we don't really need him. Get rid of him. He doesn't deserve the money. Uh, You take him out of this game, Skip, I would feel really, really good about my pick. I'd probably increase the score substantially. And so you are totally right. He is a game record. He is on that defense. He is a linchpin. (sighs) I I just believe that... These tackles against Nicholas John Bosa is going to be the matchup to watch, and if if the refs let him play, it's
1: going to be it's going to be fun to watch. Yes, it will. All right, now we're down to the biggest X factor, Richard. You've said for weeks now how much you believe in Brock Purdy, but we did mm-hmm. see him on Christmas. What was it night? He threw the four interceptions. A couple weren't his fault against Baltimore at mm-hmm. home, and then we saw him struggle some in the first half against Green Bay, and he struggled quite a bit in the first half against Detroit, and then he got it back together against both of them and took the game over late against both of them to pull those games out. Do, mm-hmm. you, do you really completely, utterly trust him in a game of this magnitude up against that quarterback on this stage? Skip,
2: Skip if I could sit there and point out games Patrick Mahomes has struggled this year, I could talk. I bring up the Denver lot. game where they scored yep. nine points yep. and they got beat <laughs> – I could bring up games where where he had multiple turnovers and he struggled. He had 14 interceptions this year. Skip, I don't that that Noah does not concern me. That Brock Purdy is going to struggle in this game. I watched the second half of the the Detroit game where he thrived, where he where he made passes. I watched the, the part of the uh, the Green Bay game. He freaking brought his team back to win the game. I've watched this young man play fantastic football for the most part throughout this season. I watched him be near the league lead in touchdowns and yards despite being 20th in, in attempts and in passing attempts. Yep. And so I feel really good about the poise this young man has shown both on and off the field. I think he's going to have a fantastic game. I think he's focused and dedicated. I think he's going to understand where the pressures are coming from. I think he and Kyle Shanahan – have a have a great relationship, a great chemistry, a great rapport, better than he has no had doubt. with with Jimmy G or any other. Even uh, I feel like it's comparable to what he had with Matt Ryan, the year Matt Ryan won the MVP in 2016, and they just had that incredible run to the Super Bowl in Atlanta. I think I feel really great about the game Brock Purdy is going to have on the national stage, the biggest stage, quiet all these debates, quiet all these haters And it's going to be a marvelous Monday in the office, Skip. I can't wait to be there.
3: Here's the problem, Skip, when you say what's going to happen to Brock Purdy. There's a guy that won seven Super Bowls named Tom Brady who wore 12. When Tom Brady second wave, meaning second wave, not the first three, but the second wave of Tom Brady, he applied so much pressure to the guy playing against him at the quarterback position. Yeah. Brock Purdy hasn't seen that yet. That last year, that 44 that they hung on them, that's that's applying pressure. Because now I look across the field at 15, and I have to try and duplicate what he's doing. Mm. So I'm applying, that pressure's applied. Brock Purdy may have a fantastic game. He may play lights out and win the MVP. But I will never look at it and say, well, Patrick Mahomes is not applying pressure to Brock Purdy. Because every time Patrick Mahomes does something on the positive side, Brock Purdy's going to try to duplicate that, whether Kyle Shanahan wants him to or not. Because that pressure, I watched Tom Brady's entire career, especially the second half of his career when he won the other Super Bowls and the pressure that he would apply to those quarterbacks trying to duplicate his success. You talk about that Super Bowl failure about the Atlanta Falcons. Would Tom Brady Mm -hmm. start coming back? Mm-hmm. And Dylan and Willen, mm-hmm. them them the that, that Atlanta Falcons team,
2: they got tight. Mm-hmm. That quarterback and Matt Ryan, you know what? It fell apart. MVP Matt Ryan, it, it they, fell they apart. Never been yeah. there. They're, they're, those, those players had never been there. There's been seven guys, six guys that have been to a Super Bowl from this team. The su- no, no, I'm, guys we're, we're that play not. We're only. I'm only, I'm only talking I, about. I'm I, only I, I talking about the quarterback. quarterback. I'm not talking about I the rest understand of the team. What you're saying, but I'm just saying. i about quarterback. Since you brought up Tom, since you brought up Tom, I'll bring up this point. Because you talk about applying pressure. Sure, he beat a lot of guys. He got seven Super Bowls. But the guys who just had nothing to lose, the guys who were, who were like, man, there's no way this guy could beat Tom Brady. There's no way Nick Foles could beat Tom Brady. There's no way Eli and the Giants are coming in to beat Tom Brady. The guys who had nothing to lose, whose expectations for that particular guy were low, just like Brock Purdy. Right? There's no way Brock Purdy can beat Patrick Mahomes. There's no way. Those guys you got nothing to lose. There's not a pressure in the world on Brock Purdy. If he loses the game, they'll just say he's a seventh no, round no, we're, pick. But that's not the You're conversation. You're saying applying no. pressure. I, that's I, I, not I, I, the conversation. I'm, 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 no, gonna, no, I'm getting there. You're saying applying pressure. I'm I'm hearing the conversation. I know your point. You're saying applying pressure. I'm saying he's going to feel none of that pressure because I, just, I he totally does disagree. disagree. He's not completely. I totally, I totally disagree. Totally disagree. But I would say the same thing about Eli. If you called Eli Manning right now, did you feel pressure playing against Tom Brady? He'll say, I had nothing to lose. He, no, had, he, had not say no. that. he will fooled. not say that. Did you f- feel pressure playing Tom Brady? He'd be like, I had nothing to lose. I, I'm, we're, on, we're on borrowed time. I'm out here on the run of my life. Eli- I'm out of time in my life. This is a second-year quarterback. He's not sitting there like, man, I'm in my 10th year. If I don't do this now, I'm never going to get to do it. This is a guy that totally believes in himself, totally believes in his team not going to feel better than his pressure.
3: I, 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 I think you're missing the point, and maybe I didn't explain it well enough for a Stanford gentleman to understand. What I am simply saying mm-hmm. is that when you play against guys like Patrick Mahomes, they apply pressure to you as an individual to try to duplicate what they're doing. Playing against Jordan Love and coming back in the fourth quarter, that's not the same as Patrick Mahomes. Playing against Jared Goff and coming back in the fourth quarter, that's not the same as playing against Patrick Mahomes, Skip, is all I'm saying. Tom Brady applied pressure to quarterbacks, okay, good ones, to try to duplicate what he was able to do. That's what all the great ones have done. Joe Montana did it for years when he was winning the Super Bowl. Guys looked across the field
2: and was like, I, I got to do what he's doing. I mean, that's just... I don't I. Don't, I, I, I... I hear what you're saying, Keith, but I, that I, I feel like your point is invalid. I mean, they were getting blown out against Matt Ryan and then they just mm-hmm. stopped running the ball. And like so it wasn't like, oh, he felt the pressure and yes, then he, he didn't play when, well, they were winning twenty eight to three. So he couldn't do it he because the other cool, dude was he doing made it. Plays. Mm. But, but I'm saying, there wasn't a pressure where Matt Ryan was like, man, I got a match time. He was winning 28-3. to 3. You're not so listening. So it's not like I, he felt some pressure. Well, you trying to explain to this news. I'm, your, I'm proving your point me. invalid. Y'all can go ahead I'm and talk academic steel. Yeah. I, I, I I, because I, I, I'm, I'm using your point to, make a, uh, I, I, <laughs> to argue yeah, against it. We're on time with here yes, with this are. dude All right.
1: Real quick point about Eli Manning <laughs> to you, Keyshawn. Yeah one reason i don't think Eli felt much pressure against brady is because his father was one of the greatest college quarterbacks ever and a pro quarterback a starter for a bad team and his big brother was uh, becoming one of the great quarterbacks in the history of the game so he's blue blooded he just he, like he grew yeah, up yeah, with yeah. success yes, like he, it's just he, what I, he, he, what he you did. do
3: a couple right? a couple bad good plays was on their side to win those Super Bowls. But guess what? That NASCAR defense
1: yeah. is what got at Brady and company with Michael Strahan and company. But, but Eli just seemed to, like, go in blinking like, I'm a Manning. Like, I, 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 I'll I figure this yeah. out. Like- we, can, we can say that all we
3: want because <laughs> okay. of his persona and his personality, and yes. he's just kind of like that guy that just goes he about just his business. Goes, he just but at the same played. time, internally, yeah. you will never sell me on believing that he didn't feel the pressure yeah. of playing against those two teams.
2: Yeah. Skip right. uh, Skip Key I, I don't know how we could I, I'm not going to try to sell you Because you're going to believe you What you want to believe You're convicted yeah. you. right. I'm not going to try to sell you Bass. I'm just going to say He played him in two Super Bowls And he beat him twice That's So okay. I, You can say he what did. you feel about it No he did It didn't happen he just did. once It happened he, twice he, he did But I'm going to say this About Brock Purdy I think he fully believes in himself And I don't think he'll feel this pressure And if he wins this game We will finally have a rival For, for Patrick Mahomes That is legitimate Okay. Like, you might not like it. You might not love it and say, ahead, oh, what? man, it's just a rival. A rival. Because yeah. it, it, there will be three guys, that one guy that has beat him in the Super Bowl that is all that right. is still playing. All
1: right. So, Richard, it will Brock Purdy. Uh, uh allow me to throw, to cap this off with one stat. This is my favorite Super Bowl stat of all, and it concerns your guy, Brock Purdy, because I would like to put to oh, bed forever this this misrepresentation of him as a game manager. I keep hearing it. I heard it all last night. Game manager. What? So my favorite stat is the quarterback who had the highest success rate of passes that traveled 20 or more yards in the league, deeper passes, was Brock Purdy. It's, he's the flip side of game managing. He will try just about anything. He likes to go deep. They will go deep. He he's going to throw the ball all over the lot, and Kyle's good with it because it's in Kyle's blood to do just that. But my point to you is, on this stage, when when you take those kind of chances, he he got away with a couple. Uh, you know, he got away with one against Green Bay when the end of the pick six got dropped by Savage. That Dak uh, got pick sixed on. And he got away with the the throw that hit the kid in the face mask and bounced up to Ayuk for the big completion. So my point is, he, he's fearless in in throwing the ball. He, he's going to take his shots. He's going to be the opposite of Patrick Mahomes in this game because he'll be bombs away. So no question, I look forward to seeing it. Yeah, there's some X factor there. Richard's like the
3: guy in the shoe I like department. That Skip. At the, yeah, <laughs> Richard, you like the guy in the shoe department in the, in the in the store trying to sell me on some shoes that I don't want. Right. That's okay.
1: That That's okay. Somebody yeah. going to buy. <laughs> I, I asked for, for, you, you I ask for buy black, anyway, right? yeah. why are you bringing me brown leather? Yeah. And I asked for canvas. Yeah, but when the shoe salesman yeah. says because, you look so good and you just say. just looks you better on you, you I, know I, what I mean? I'll, I'll, I'll take him. He's sitting up here just trying him. to sell me. <laughs> I love you, though, man. Mm. You're all right. All right. I love you. I love all right, you. we got to talk about something that happened last night. I looked up at the end of the NBA night, and wait a minute. The Los Angeles Clippers are in first place in the Western Conference? Ooh. Will, will this team, dare I say, Again? win it all? Ah.
0: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools.
1: Are now in first place in the Western Conference, not the Lakers, the Clippers. You no doubt will believe this. This is the latest in franchise history the Clippers have ever been in first place in the West. So, scale of one to ten. What shot do you give the Clippers of winning it all in June, Keyshawn Johnson?
3: Do I want them to win it all in June? No, I don't. But <laughs> I, don't. I'm going to give them a real shot at it. Give them a seven, man. Seven. As I told you before, started the season and even now. Yeah. When they acquired James Harden, and I was told that this team is really good. And I was told by somebody that knows basketball 18,000 times more than anybody that this team is really good now, who is and that they're be? and they're going to
1: win 18,000 times more than anybody. anybody.
3: Cuz you can't argue with it. You got to just accept did, it and be quiet and sit there and don't did, say one word because they know what they're talking Magic about. Magic Johnson tell you that? Well, but look. So, I give him a seven skip, uh, right? Everybody on the team is playing well. Obviously, we talked about Kawhi Leonard having an opportunity to win the MVP. We talked about his numbers, shooting 53%, 40-plus from three, you know, 89-plus from the free throw line. But here's the big wild card in the X Factor that everybody was waiting on to see if it would blow up on them. It's the James Harden. James Harden with a career high of threes, over 43% from three, knocking it down. But everybody's bought in to Ty Lue. He told us that the— when they acquired James Harden, just give us 11 games. Just give us 11 games. And now you look up and you look at this team, and we were talking the other day to Richard, and Richard was saying that they're not even at the top of their own conference. Well, that's not the conversation anymore no. because they are at the top of the conference. So you start to look at this team, and I watched Kawhi the other night against, uh, I guess it was Miami or was it Atlanta?
1: But Back to back. It was Atlanta yeah, the last yeah. game. Mm-hmm. That dude right there,
3: he, 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 he can hey. jump. He can shoot, he can defend, he got big hands, he's long. This team is just incredible to me how they're able to understand each other in such a short period of time. This is not you go, I go, you go, I go anymore. At the start, it was when they acquired James Harden because they were trying to figure everything out.
1: Remember, they started three and seven, so they started three and seven, but
3: since then, They've just been rolling, Skip. They've won 25 of the last 30 games.
1: Yeah. And think, now they're sitting tight. I think it's now 26 of 31, but go ahead. 26 yep. of 31. Yeah.
3: Yep. And they're just rolling. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I, I don't see them, especially in the West, I see them this year, for whatever we, weird reason, getting out of the West.
1: Okay. So you got them winning it all. <sighs> as you, of right now, as of way. right now, yeah, I do. As of right
3: now. Yeah.
2: Richard. Well, I don't go prisoner at the moment, Skip. I don't. <laughs> I know what the Clippers have been. I've seen number one seeded Clippers teams. Lob City, Chris Paul, the boys, Blake Griffin, they were number one flying through the league and went home early, Skip. And, and I know this team is really talented. They have other worldly players. Um, James Harden is playing to Keyshawn's point. Keyshawn makes a lot of incredible points. They're, they're playing in sync. They're sacrificing, they're giving you know, each other a chance to shine, nobody's being selfish, it looks like great basketball, and it's fun to watch. But in these playoffs, it just always seems to fall apart for the Clippers. I don't know why, it's just the history of this organization. It, it falls apart, whether it, it's usually in the semis, and some team like the Denver Nuggets are. Or I mean, the Minnesota Timberwolves right now are playing good basketball. Or maybe it's OKC finally gets over the hump with with SGA. But I just don't, you know, regardless of how well it's a great story. Tyron Lue said, "Hey, if I just need get ten games, eleven games, to figure out the lineup and tweak it how I want to, it'll work really well." And he was telling the the gospel right there. Yep. But I got to see it in the playoffs, Skip. Mm-hmm. Before I believe it, there's very little that can happen in the regular season to convince me. That they'll win a championship, so I need to see it in the playoffs. They go to the playoffs and run through. I need to see it before I believe
1: it. Skip. Okay.
2: So <laughs> you're... these Clippers teams are known to do exactly what they're doing right now: True. play really well and then disappear.
1: Yeah. So scale of one to ten, your faith in them in the postseason would be a three, maybe. No, it's like six, six and a half. Okay. Well, all right. So you give them yeah, a lose I mean, shot. It, it, it's, yeah. not, it's not crazy. I don't think
2: they're, they're, they're too talented to, to give them a three. You know, yeah. if they weren't a talented team and they just look like, man, this just kind of looks like it's ready to fall apart, you know, that I would say that. But it's a talented team with, with a great foundation in these great players. Kawhi Leonard has been a two-time MVP. But the rest of these guys outside of Kawhi Leonard have not had a lot of postseason success.
3: Yeah. I mean, Paul George was ridiculous two years ago in the postseason. Okay, when we talk about we and we, went home. Yeah, but 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 I almost called you Skip Richard. I hate the Clippers. Okay, and I don't like Clipper Daryl. I cannot stand the Clippers. I want them to fall on their face, Skip. But I gotta be realistic here. Yep. You gotta be realistic. Those Lob City teams and Doc Rivers three one going home. Oh, this is a different team with a different coach. The best best availability for someone is staying healthy, okay? They're healthy. In the past, they have not been healthy. Kawhi Lennon hasn't been there. He's there this year, Skip. That's why I give them a real opportunity and a chance, because they're healthy.
1: Mm. I'm giving them a chance because they have the best coach in basketball. And speaking of those Blake CP3 teams, I love Doc, but Doc was the coach, and, and they had too many flameouts because Doc has just had too many postseason flameouts, and we've talked and talked about it. He did win the championship way back when in Boston. But listen, Ty Lu is it to me, and he is working miracles with, with what, he, what was thrown into his lap because he figured it out on the fly, and he had to make some really tough decisions that surely some of these players did not like. I'm a big P.J. Tucker fan, and I don't know if you guys have noticed, but you don't notice him anymore because he ain't playing anymore. I was also told he would be he wants, sitting on his sideline too. He, he wants out. He, he's hoping to get somewhere else to some contender by tomorrow, obviously, the trade deadline. And I, I look at even that Bones Highland. I liked him. They picked him up from Denver, and last year he was getting some run even in the postseason, and he's a talented kid. And Ty Lue just said, no, not on my watch. They're so going me. seven deep. Yeah, yeah. That's all, That's all, all they're doing. Deep. So he's got Norman Powell coming off the bench. And you want to talk about a professional scorer of the basketball? Norman Powell can just flat out score it. However you want to score it, he'll figure out how to score it. And he has low ego, so he's happy to come off the bench. And then I don't know if anybody's watching closely, but Ty got Russ, as in Russell Westbrook, to, to accept – a much reduced role coming off the bench. Not only is he coming off the bench, but I look back, it's been all the way back to November 12th since he's played 30 minutes in a game. And you remember what Darvin Ham was doing with him, with the Lakers. Darvin convinced him that you need to come off the bench and lead my second unit. But then he'd come off the bench, Russ Wood, for the Lakers, and he'd still play 35 minutes because he's Russell Westbrook. And you you can't risk, you know setting him off and, and making him your sore spot down on the end of the bench. So Ty Lou 's just saying, no, if he plays 15 minutes, he's going to have to accept playing 15 minutes. And so far we haven't heard a peep from Russell Westbrook. And then he, he inserted Terrence Mann in the starting lineup. And, and the kid can just flat out play basketball. He does all the dirty work for them, all the hustle plays. Big dunks, big rebounds, big defense. It's it's a sweet situation that Ty Lu has masterminded and controlled with pretty much an iron fist. So now it boils down to Kawhi's health. And as I told you. He, He's played all he, season. He's he just played all season. He all just season. played back-to-back and played one of his better games of the year in the second game at Atlanta, who's been on fire at home especially, and they're dangerous, and it was higher scoring, and okay, I didn't man. love that. Huh? I'm, I'm I mean, just, saying, it's just ridiculous. I'm looking at the highlights. I'm just hey, looking at that. Ka- Kawhi already has more dunks this. this year than he had all of last year because he's healthy. He's the healthiest he's been since he was a rookie in San Antonio. And if he can stay there, they will go as far as he carries them. Well, he could carry them that far. All right. So now, what's my scale of 1 to 10 and my trust factor in them in the postseason? I, I can't go above a 4 because I, I just don't believe in James Harden it- as a playoff orchestrator or if if you have to depend on James Harden, but maybe that's going to be the, the point. Maybe you don't have to depend on James because the Sixers got stuck last year in a situation where they had to trust James Harden. Do you remember against Boston? Game six and game seven at home. First game, what did he do? Hit 50? Well, he had 42. Let me get my Game one, I think he was was high in game one. He had 45, 45. and then then he had 42 in game four. That was back at home. 45 was at Boston. Then we came down to, they're right there. They're right in position to close out Boston. And in the last two games combined, he goes seven of 27 from the floor and one of 11 from three. And it was just a disaster, like a nightmare watching him play because they depended on him. Well, can you argue that this team is not really depending on him? Because in the end, it's about Kawhi and it's about Paul George. And if if all James has to do, by the way, in those two games, he had five turnovers and five turnovers. So he had 10 total turnovers in those two games. He can't do that. You, you, you're going to lose playoff games if you have five turnovers as, as the orchestrator of the offense. So... Can, can you trust him to kind of stay out of the way in the postseason where, where you don't make him the deciding factor in the game? Well, see, Maybe. When,
3: when you start talking about things like that though, Skip, you, yeah. gotta, you gotta go back to the first part of your conversation, which is the bench. The bench meaning the coaches. When you have Ty Lu and you have Brian Shaw, his lead assistant, yeah. coaching these guys up and doing certain things, people respond to things differently depending on where you're at. I'm not worried about James Harden in the postseason because I know that those guys on that bench will get him to do certain things, just like they got Westbrook to decide to say, okay, I can play 20 minutes. That's fine. I'm going to do it this way, and my 20 is going to be at high volume, and I'm going to be efficient at doing it. Mm. And he's bought in. They've all bought in. So you got to go back to the bench before you start saying – Oh well, I don't I don't think he's going to do it. He won't do it this way. He won't do it that way. I can't trust him. Those are on other teams. Those are other teams. But, but you know James, James has a situation. long
1: history of playoff flameouts. A long. Yes, we don't, we don't have enough
3: show. With, with different people though. Yeah. No. is different, different coaches different. and yeah, different but, players. But, but,
2: but are we, they, are we there's saying There's a relationship are we saying, with these guys, man. But are we saying Tyron Ty Lue has a bunch of championships? Is that what we're saying?
1: No. No time sounds i like What you mean? He has yeah. one. He has one as a coach. Is that what he you're has about? you mean? Know? Right. Yeah, as a coach. Right, what are what do we But as a coach, he's the but best coach let me, let me, in the but, NBA. I,
2: I hear what you're saying. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying the way you're saying that, as if it, this has happened repeatedly and he's taken multiple teams to championships and just really made True coaching decisions to win championships consistently. Ty, Ty is the best coach in basketball right now. There's no question. I'm not arguing that right now. But the way you're talking about it, like, I missed something, and I'm just making sure I didn't miss it. Dude won championships as a player. Brian Shaw won
3: championships as a player and a coach. It, I, I'm pointing to the bench. They re, All four of them but dudes I'm, I'm just saying. respect the coaching staff, man. They listen to those <coughs> coaches. That's why they plan the way they're playing. Y'all act like it's I just, just, don't, I just pick up basketball
2: that in the park and they just I, out there I, we, playing. That's not the case. i not acting like it's pick up basketball. I, I'm, I'm just saying, you're saying it's like like this, like these these is repeat champions. Like they won one with LeBron, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, LeBron t- James. T- they Chuck
3: Ty won Lou won one with LeBron. And Ty L- they won one with Shaq from and Kobe. They
2: was 3-1 yeah. down. As a down. player. And yeah. Brian Shaw won one with Shaq and Kobe as no, a player. No, Brian Shaw won you, multiple with Shaq and Kobe as a player and also won several with Phil Jackson as a coach. Yeah. They, they,
1: right, they have right, the right. DNA. Oh, oh,
2: with Kobe again. I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm just not – I'm not hearing your point because that's not necessarily it, – it he hasn't coached in multiple championships and won them. And so when you're what saying does that, that have like he's, to do like he's with done making, with – What does that have to do with getting people because to Because you're in. saying it like, like – what you're saying is, like, in these championship moments, the difference in the, what James Harden has had to deal with and what he would deal with now is that he has a coach that has been in here and had success in these moments, and I'm just trying to so, figure that so, out. So, so you're Rivers telling the, me— The coach that has as many championships as Ty. So, I, I, that's so all you're I'm saying. So you're telling me I, I that James Harden and Kawhi Leonard
3: mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. Westbrook and Paul George— mm-hmm. Are gonna flame out because they're not gonna get the necessary details from the coaches on the bench to execute come postseason is what you're trying to tell me because Ty Lue doesn't have
2: multiple championships no. as a coach. I'm trying. I, I'm trying to tell you that that there, there was really no point there that you were making. I'm going to say but they're gonna flame you, out because they got Clippers jerseys on. I'm, I'm gonna. say They're gonna flame out because they got but Clippers not, jerseys on. But and but I'm j- not. I don't care about the Clippers
3: falling on their face. I want them to crash and burn. But the reality of it is, right now, they're not. We can't, you can't. You're a prisoner of the moment. You can't, it's not a prisoner of the moment. They're at the so. top of the conference. The other day, they were not. Today, they are. Yep. Their main guy in Kawhi Leonard, but, if he stays really on the floor, he's going to push to win the MVP. He's he healthy. Will. The reason that they flamed out of the past is because he was not healthy. He got hurt in the playoffs. Okay, and then Paul George... Tried to will them. I don't remember what year it was. I think it was 2021. Yeah, when, when Kawhi was gone. Kawhi know, was his, gone. Yeah,
1: he did. It. He was and Paul George tried to take him all the way by yeah, himself. But, but, but you just knew. But he, he couldn't. He was going to hit the wall.
3: Yeah, he, he was going to hit the wall. Yeah. But now he got help. Yeah. That's all I'm saying, Richard. Yeah. I don't like the Clippers. I'm not advocating for them to win the, the damn NBA final. But I know what I see. Hmm. And the individual that That's I had this conversation with, I trust he knows what he
2: sees as well. Believe me. Yeah. I'm sure if he if he knew as much as he says he does, he'd be in Vegas making
1: a lot of money. Don't believe everything well, you I hear. I think
2: I think he I think he made a lot of money. <laughs>
1: yeah. So so Keyshawn, when you he look at have. this roster, not the coaches, but the roster, who has championships, who has pedigree, who who has Kawhi's the, only one, He's Kawhi's the, guy. the only one. He's got what, three championships? One in Toronto and two, two in, two in uh, San Antonio. San Antonio. He's got three championships. And two yeah. finals MVPs. Yes, he does. And the, the point is, he is the alpha, he is the one, Absolutely. and Paul George is the 1A. Yes. Pa- Paul's not yeah. the guy, you know, he's not that dude, he's not, but, but he is really and he's good o- and if, he's okay if you put with him that. in a comfortable and he's okay 1A position. And he's you know? okay with that. Yeah. So they, they've got, the potential is there. I just think James Harden, I, I just, I, I can't trust him the way you do
3: I, and, and, and that may be the case, yeah. you may not, yeah. but I know him. And yeah. I know what he's searching for and what he wants. And I don't look at the past behavior because he, just, he he fought his way out of Brooklyn and Houston. And OKC, he had to leave because of the yeah, money. Actually and I, I don't quit, look at those Quit his things. way
1: out of those places. Yeah, but, that's but I okay.
3: don't look at it that way. Yeah. He's at home. He's in a different place now. Yeah. And he's certainly playing and displaying that on the, floor,
1: on the floor to me. All right. OK, up next, we got to get back to the Super Bowl. We touched on this in our opening segment of this show. But which quarterback has the most pressure on him? The greatest quarterback ever, Patrick Mahomes, or Mr. Irrelevant? It's a good question. No mercy,
3: no mercy, no mercy, oh hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie. Formerly known as Angie's List, your go to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well,
1: enough of us it's your turn hashtag undisputed live here we go first tweet from rio suave richard when key and skip don't give brock purdy the credit he deserves that's true that's it that's That's it flipping tables yeah
3: but who said we're not giving brock purdy credit
1: though the hell are these people listening to just hints of objectivity from us and he like turns the um, desk over. Uh, yeah. oh, well. no, He's not the giving greatest quarterback, quarterback, quarterback ever. He's better than every 49er respect.
3: quarterback they ever play. There you go.
1: Now I did uh, sarcasm. I did. That's yeah. even
3: worse. Oh, oh God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is from Matt. I can't believe I just heard Skip pick the Chiefs as Joe Rogan goes nuts at a UFC fight. Well, because you don't like Patrick Mahomes. I, I, I grudgingly like him. I, I love Tom Brady. Is that okay? Why is it is grudgingly? Grudgingly. No, you like Joe Burrow. Huh? Better. You told us you would take Joe Burrow over Patrick I keep, Mahomes. I keep waiting for one signature Super Bowl from Patrick Mahomes. I, I ain't Two MVPs, it. Richard. Two, two
2: Super Bowl wins.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then you, Apparently you need he needs to not win them. Yeah.
2: Huh. He, he needs to just lose so, like like Burrow to be signature, so, so that he's he Skip's respect. Five
1: touchdowns to four interceptions in three you. Super Bowls, <laughs> and I'm like, really? Come on, man, stop <laughs> me. Really? All right, Keith. And Key, finally, can you yes. can you show me Joe Burrow's signature I Super don't Bowl win? Get, don't get Skip going. Please. Joe Burrow played better okay, in his bad. Super Bowl than Patrick has in any of his three Super Bowls. That's what well, I. Patrick can can ring Patrick. For you.
3: Wait, Patrick can give him one, his ring, and he'll still have more rings than Joe Burrow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just wait until Joe gets healthy, and we 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 won't be talking about Patrick Holmes anymore. All right, he this uh, final tweet this is from Tony D. Keyshawn uh, Skip, forgetting that Richard is indeed the smartest person in the room. We, we don't well, I, forget I, it. I, I, right. Damn, never, right. never. For right. God, that dude right. with the Stanford. He went to Stanford, we we humor him that he is the smartest sum- person. Summa cum laude, did I say that right? Yeah.
3: Summa cum laude, is that right, you, you, Richard?
1: You're saying it, you're saying it, right. you're
2: saying it right, but I wasn't summa cum laude. Cum laude. You're saying it right. Top top three in, or something. In
1: football, he was summa cum laude at Stanford. Oh, that's that was definitely one. that. Yeah. All right, let's get back to said Super Bowl. I said going into the AFC championship game that the pressure was mostly on Lamar Jackson as he was once again the MVP at home with the number one seed. Patrick Mahomes was the underdog. He'd been to three Super Bowls, and even if he lost, I didn't think it was that big a deal. The Chiefs had struggled all year anyway. So now Mahomes is the underdog again. But this time, the opposing quarterback is a second-year starter and former last pick in the draft. So, Keyshawn, this time, which quarterback has more pressure on him, Mahomes or Brock Purdy? I would
3: would say Patrick Mahomes. And the reason is, is he's chasing something, right? He's he's like chasing Brady. He's got two Super Bowl MVPs. Uh, uh, Joe Montana has three. Uh, Brady has five. So if he wins the Super Bowl, he gets the MVP. He now gets one step closer to Brady's five. You know what I'm saying? And then... In terms of the big moments in the Super Bowl, he's one step closer to that seventh ring, chasing Brady, all of those sort of things. We expect Patrick Mahomes as the best (coughs) quarterback on the field to beat Brock Purdy. That's what we expect. That's why we pick Kansas City. There's a lot of pressure on him from that standpoint of his legacy, right? If he loses the Super Bowl, it's like, well, okay, so he's two and two in the Super Bowl. Still got a long ways to go in his career. But if he wins the Super Bowl, All we're gonna talk about is the next day. Is Patrick Mahomes the GOAT? Is Patrick Mahomes this? Can they win five more? Can they do this? Can they do that? Brock Purdy, on the other hand, he's playing with house money. If he wins, it's a great story. If he loses the Super Bowl, he loses the Super Bowl. That's just it's gonna be like, oh well, what did you expect? That's what people are gonna say. What did you expect? Right. He's the sec- last right. pick of the draft. He- what did you expect? That's what's going to happen. So it's, not, it's more pressure on Patrick Mahomes because he has more to live up to. He's chasing somebody. Right. Brock Purdy isn't chasing anybody at all. Not one bit. Right. You got to think, Richard. Patrick Mahomes is chasing Terry Bradshaw, for instance, Troy Aikman, for instance. All of these quarterbacks that have multiple Super Bowl rings and then some. He's chasing all of them. Including Tom Brady. It's a lot of pressure.
2: Right. A lot. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree with Key. I think it's on Patrick Mahomes because this is <clears throat> this is, I mean, it's not the same because Tom was way later in his career and accomplished a lot more than Patrick had. But in his second year, he was playing good football. He went and saw Tom Brady. It was his second year, right, where he saw Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. Uh no, no, no. He saw us in the Super Bowl. And or was that his third year? I think it was his second year. But Which, who are I think you talking Brock about? Brock Purdy doing this. I'm talking about Patrick. But I'm trying to talk about Patrick in his second year starting. His oh, first year oh, fully okay. starting in the Got NFL. Yeah. He All went right. to the Super Bowl, if yep. I'm not mistaken. But um But Brock Purdy, this is his first year fully starting. You know, it's his second year in the National Football League. So there isn't any pressure on him because everything he's done is house money. There's been no mystery relevant to ever start and throw a pass in an NFL game and complete a pass. So he was already <laughs> on house money just to begin with. He took his team to the Super Bowl, but he, him winning this validates in a different way everything we've said, everything that I've said, everything that his supporters have said, everything the 49ers believe. And that would put more pressure on on. Patrick Mahomes because it doesn't like it, Patrick Mahomes winning this puts pushes him closer to Brady but there's still distance but it keeps him in that conversation. Him losing this game gives him again like I said earlier a rival that has beat him in a Super Bowl that is young that will be in the league for for a very long time I would imagine playing for this team and quarterbacking in this team and unlike his other rivals. They would this guy would have beaten him in the biggest game on the biggest stage. Nobody else has done that other than Brady in a Super Bowl. So the only two people that would ever have beaten Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl are Tom Brady and Brock Purdy if he gets this done. So yes, there's a ton of pressure on on Patrick Mahomes to get this done because if he doesn't you inject Brock Purdy in conversations, different conversations next year when you're talking about the quarterbacks
1: in the National Football League. Man, I'm sorry. I I don't see where either of you guys are coming from. The only reason I'm picking the Chiefs is because of Brock Purdy. It's it's Mahomes over Brock Purdy. Patrick Mahomes is the underdog once again. They're are two-and-a-half-point dogs in this game. He's now been to four Super Bowls. A lot of people think he's going to wind up going to 10 or 12 Super Bowls. A lot of people have already crowned him the greatest quarterback ever. I don't get it. Prisoners of moment, whatever. It's his time. He's got next and he's already arrived. The big X factor here is this poor kid who is taken last in the draft. The potential weak link on the 49ers is their quarterback. He's he's not chasing anything but credibility and validation. That's what he's chasing because... People are trying to dismiss him as a game manager. And, that's why there's and, no pressure. Uh, no, that's, that's the why flip no side. Pressure. The, the pressure sh- is suffocating on him. He, hmm. he is How the is one pressure? who doesn't belong in this picture. It's like anything. a weird just, Waldo picture, that. and you pick Waldo, and it's Brock Purdy. Yeah, he doesn't no pressure, belong bro. in this picture. That's true, though, yeah. but there's no Played pressure. How is that, pressure? How is that if he, pressure? It's <laughs> terrible <laughs> How pressure. If he wins, it's great.
3: If he loses, great.
1: Yeah. That's I mean, not the same for th- Patrick Mahomes. This is Mahomes. the potential for him to wake up Sunday morning and say, "Where am I? What am I doing? How, how did I get here?" He would, say, yeah. carpet, he would say, I'm, yeah. I'm, "I'm
2: I'm 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 going on my 3rd year in the National Football League. I'm yeah. still part of one of the best yeah. teams I'm on my rookie contract and we're going to have another chance at it next year." It's not <sighs> like this team is falling apart or tearing, getting torn apart. Skip, that's why it's no pressure on this kid. There's no I didn't hear a point you made where you made me convinced that there's pressure on Brock Purdy. If he gets this done, skip cuz that that's the way you're talking about him like he's some Cinderella story waiting for the glass slipper he's to fall pretty off his foot. Cinderella. That's not what he is. Okay. That, that's, that's over with. That's 100% yeah, that, not what he
3: is. That Cinderella story over with
1: now. <clears throat> okay, it's but it's reality. It's over. It's Christmas night. The, he's
2: woke up. The, w- what
1: happened? And the the biggest brought stage they his, played his on all year. Biggest stage was against Baltimore on Christmas night. That was the every, game of the every year. Every game
2: he's played in the playoffs Four is the biggest stage he's been on all Four year. Interceptions. That's that's in the first half. That's a regular season game. There's no regular
1: season big stage, Skip. They're all the same. Well, that you was can say the what you want. Stage they're all the same. In the regular past season, regular season. I think that we was could all that agree. was
2: Baltimore Super Bowl, and they they won their Super Bowl. Yeah, they just they didn't did. get a ring for it, Skip. Yeah. You got it. Now they're at home. Okay. I got you. I hear what you're saying.
1: All and right. I could
2: say I could say the biggest stage all year in a division <laughs> rivalry. He lost to the Denver Broncos. Biggest stage, yeah. all, like it, it doesn't make sense, Skip. These are regular season games. And then I don't hear what you're saying. This Pro Bowl quarterback. You Let's just said talk. a Pro Bowl quarterback is the weakest link on his team. I think, like that, that, potentially that you could kind of start losing credibility link. when you yeah. when you start saying that because yeah. there's other people on the team. There, there. If you yeah. said their offensive line, maybe the right side of their offensive line is the weakest link on their team.
1: I, I, I you'd have an argument. They've, they've hold had on. some no, trouble. No, no, Timeout, timeout. We got to talk about. You the just two said a Pro Bowl games. quarterback. Yes, we did. So, in the first is the weakest game link. against Green Bay, with 5:40 left in the first quarter, they're already down three to nothing. It could have been. Seven or fourteen to nothing. It but wasn't. The defense it was three to stood up, and it was three to nothing. And can we see what happened? Brock Purdy throws it to Darnell Savage. Could we see this play? This has pick six written. If Bayless strikes all you again, have to guys, do is catch the This football. is why it's
2: tough to have yeah. conversations yeah. because I, I'm okay. arguing hypotheticals versus
1: real oh
3: my God. life. Oh God, catch that what a if, turnover-worthy what if throw.
1: Happened. I'd say, what how can happened? you not? He. This is the same player who caught it against he showed Dak you Prescott how he could not. and pick sixed it. He just okay? showed.
2: He just showed you how he could not. Ah. Uh, so so Skip, uh. you notice how how you always bring up negative clips. I could show you clip after clip on a game winning drive <laughs> yeah. of him winning this game. We know those plays. But, but when you're All trying right. to make an <laughs> yeah. asinine point, yeah. you show um, uh, yeah. uh, uh, almost. All oh right. man, did you see when he almost missed? Yeah. I, could, I Almost did this. Skip, I, got another I, saw, I saw him win a another, Green yeah. Bay game. I got another one. I'm not, I'm not even going to let you make the point because I'm, you're I'm making a really real important point. I'm, you're, to I'm going Richard. to make the point whether you
1: like it or skip not. Skip to Because, make he, the point. because right. even
2: we sitting there talking hypotheticals.
1: No, We're no. sitting there talking he, hypotheticals. He
3: wants to validate no. what he thinks. This Can we He wants to validate
2: what he means with plays that never happen. <laughs> like, it didn't happen. Okay, but you're, so, so you're going to validate it with a 50-yard completion yeah, and an incompletion. And let,
1: let's go to That's 629, third quarter gonna, against the gonna Detroit Lions. You're going to make it with incompletion. You're down 24 or, to 10. I can show you a touchdown Rockerty pass to, to throws George Kittle another on a completion. Rocket. He on says, the first I'm just on the run, I can <laughs> show you we see the run, I can show you him. It hits the cornerback. Twenty-one yard scramble. A twenty-one yard scramble. This is arguably the luckiest oh, 50 play yard in the history.
2: Yes, beautiful yeah. play. It's up oh there. Oh my <laughs> God! Be. Led to a touchdown yep. drive. Okay. Way I way love it, Skip. I appreciate that. you like a bunch drive. cats in a shot, man. Whoa. Because I'm not going to sit here Whoa. and let him make what-if points anymore. I'm no, going to talk that, over that, him that, until that, he's done. But in all a 50-yard completion, that Richard. led to a touchdown. It, I got it
3: was you. A, it was a, it was a great that.
2: catch yeah. by IU. Yeah. If the DB, just... it was a great catch. It was a <laughs> touchdown drive. <laughs> no, no, I get it. But it was a and great. Again. It was it was, great, and... it was a
3: great catch by IU. It yeah, was, it was.
2: It was, catch, it was a great a catch. A touchdown drive a 50-yard completion. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. That's what Yeah. It is. So Mas- I'm not going to sit here and do what ifs. You just okay, I, I just heard I, him say, "Let, a let me do the what ifs." Let me do it. Skip. But, so, but, but why? What
3: what, what, what if, I wanna ask Skip? What if BA didn't get hit on that play? Could, could I could I ask Skip a question, Rich? Yeah. I just wanna ask him a question. Y'all gotta make better mm. points. Okay, well, you we me and Skip, we if. just wanna I just points. wanna ask Skip a question about yeah. Patrick Mahomes not having pressure. Mm. Tom Brady's considered the greatest of all times, correct? Mm. And that means that Patrick Mahomes is chasing him. Brady has seven, Mahomes has two. Mm. Super Bowls. If he wins, he gets closer. Sure. If he loses, uh. he gets further away. Yeah. He wants to win to get closer. Sure. Brock Purdy wants to win to win. But if he doesn't win, like Richard said, he's just starting. He's just starting.
1: Yeah. He's got yeah, a whole another I, year, I, next I give year, you the year after the year, the year hey, the year. There's some pressure on Patrick, obviously, for all the reasons you just made. Yeah, and
3: then you talk about the MVPs, right, Mm -hmm. of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Five for Brady, two for Mahomes. He wins, most likely he get it. That means three. He's getting closer. Yeah. So that pressure, do you Mm -hmm. imagine, could you imagine what you're going to say on Monday after the Super Bowl when we come in, if he loses? You might shave all your hair off. Mm. if he loses a Super Bowl. I won't do that. You know, just to no, be able worry. to, don't you know worry. what I'm saying? If he don't, it, I'm going to give him a buzz That conversation, Skip, is, Brady is this, and Mahomes couldn't do that. He only threw for 200 yards. And blah, blah, blah. But if he wins it, the conversation is different. Mm. There's a lot of pressure, man. Well, what if you Brock Purdy throws 60.
1: three picks in this game? What are we going to say when we come what, in here on Monday? The what, sky what is, is going
2: to fall on Brock Purdy. That's what If he throws, throws three picks in this see, game. See, he got
1: exposed. Oh no, he that's, throws three, throws three, no, that's what we're going to oh say. If he throws yeah. three
3: picks, I would say he's yeah. young. This is the big moment right. for him, yeah. and he'll learn from his mistakes. That's yeah. what I would Guess say. Guess how
2: many Patrick Mahomes threw in his first Super Bowl, Skippy threw two. Threw two interceptions, one in the fourth quarter. You you so vividly point out. I but do. But then you sit there and say, oh, my God, he, he was the weakest link on that team. No, he was the Super Bowl MVP, and he played well. So – it, it just how you think about things, Skip, is so biased and so so convoluted that okay, it's, it's ridiculous because I can show you a Super Bowl <laughs> that Patrick Mahomes threw multiple it's interceptions because and your played, defense
1: collapsed well. in the fourth quarter. He, it's because well. you let Patrick Mahomes he got a MVP complete a third and 15 from his 35-yard well. line he, and with and a he blind throw well. into the flat that but was when a punt Blomper that plays had to be fair well, caught You by don't want to give that same That's credit, why. Skip. Yeah. You don't want to give that credit. That's
2: there and say a pro bowl quarterback is the weakest link you lose credibility
1: your your defense contributed to patrick mahomes having two super bowls thank you very much no question patrick mahomes
2: contributed to our our defense not executing because he was playing well and he also applied that
3: pressure to that quarterback yeah uh in in jimmy garoppolo to make certain throws yeah that's just saying that's all i'm saying yeah Yeah, Um, i don't know I mean, right. was only, you was there. I over. wasn't there. You was there, and you was part of that defense
1: that collapsed. That collapsed. It did <laughs> right. collapse. It right. gave up 21 no in the question. last seven minutes of the game. <laughs> in the last seven. Nah. <laughs> look
2: You was on that all 22 what? somewhere. Nah. <laughs> oh yeah, I was. I was out there somewhere.
1: <laughs> Get, all right, catch been me waiting. over there somewhere. I've been waiting all day for this one. The best Super Bowl game ever was? That's easy for me.
0: getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more right now you can save $20 on the steel ms-162 or ms-170 chainsaw real steel Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
1: Okay, Richard Sherman, you played in three Super Bowls. You won one, but you were in position to win the two that you lost. Keyshawn, you played in one. You won it big when your Bucks annihilated the Oakland Raiders, 48 to 21. But I need you both to be objective here. What was the greatest Super Bowl game ever? Key, you go first.
3: Um, the one, I mean, the greatest one that I laid my eyes on probably would be that Arizona Super Bowl 43 in 2008, that Arizona Cardinal-Pittsburgh-Steelers mm-hmm. Super Bowl. 27-23, That's James right. Harrison, 100-yard uh, TD interception return yep. right before the half. Larry Fitzgerald with two minutes, 37 seconds left in the game. 64-yard money to the house yep. on the slant. Then the toe tap with 35 seconds. Big Ben rolls to his right. His Antonio Holmes in the back pylon. Touchdown. I mean, that, that, that right. had to be the best Super Bowl that I've ever seen just because of the back and forward that they was going back and forth, especially late in that – I mean, look, this is ridiculous, man. The catch alone, That's the sick. concentration – I don't think people realize how hard. Damn the throw. Damn the throw. How you going to, to damn the throw? No, no, I'm just saying damn hell the throw. throw. It was a hell of a throw. But to have the where to understand where your feet are, where you are on the football field, 35 seconds to go, the ball is going between three people. That's hard, all that distraction. And to be able to snap it, come down with it, oh, man. Now, being made a hell of a throw. I'm just saying... I'm talking about the catch though. Fully extended. Fully, fully extended. extended. But then again, you said be objective. I can't be. Our Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm just telling you, our Super Bowl, Super Bowl 37, the Buccaneers, we pounded on the Raiders, 48-21. So you, you just
1: switch choices. You just
3: Well, I'm <laughs> giving you one, but I also gotta give you ours. I can't, you think I can, you think I'm yeah. just gonna talk about the Steelers and their Super Bowl victory and not mention the fact that we just slapped the Raiders upside down? We dominated them from front to back. Every time I watch these clips, I get so mad. You do. Because we should have went on a Super Bowl run. Yeah. But because people got their egos Mm -hmm. involved, they completely dismantled our team unnecessarily. After the Super Bowl victory, mm. and you know we they didn't win another Super Bowl, the top terrific Tom came into town. So, mm. yeah, Was I get that the you, coach's you, fault? You, 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 man, you, I, It would. What you say? We need
2: a whole another show to go through the whole thing. <laughs> trust me.
3: <laughs> trust me. Right. I he, mean, he Wait till I
2: wait till I tell you what did what what derailed my second Super Bowl. Wait till I tell you this story from the one yard line. But it's a story for a different day. But uh, my, my two Super Bowls, obviously the one Key's talking about in 2008, that was what I considered. I mean, that was the one I enjoyed watching as a fan. Like, it just was a dogfight. Larry tried to take over. Pittsburgh's defense, Big Ben made the plays. Uh, he just talked about the Centennial Holmes catch. It was an incredible game from start to finish. Like, you were on the edge of your seat. Kurt Warner played a heck of a game. It was just fun to watch. And then, obviously, the one we won – Um, playing against the number one offense of all time and Peyton at his best, 50-plus touchdowns and all this hurry up and and they're just going to, you know, and we went in and all they kept telling us, well, we don't have a chance and he's just going to blow the doors off. And when we watched the tape, we were like, oh, we just need to run some gassers. We need to run gassers all week and we're going to run these dudes off the field because they're only running like eight plays. They're only running eight plays. So if you get your feet set, and you're ready to defend it, and you're not scrambling every single play of their drive, then you just stand up and you hit them in the mouth, and we'll get off the field. And that's what we did. We got to the point where their receivers during the drives were, were tapping their helmets and coming out the game, and we're sitting there calling them a lot of names we can't say on national TV as they jog off the field, and we're like, hey, y'all said you said y'all, said y'all going to run us off the field. Y'all tapping your helmets, 10th play of the drive, saying – telling the sub to come in. I don't want to guard him. I want to guard Demary's. Man, block I want to somebody, Richard. <laughs> block somebody, what do you man. He you block for? celebrate. He run
3: 4-3. Man, block somebody, man. man
2: what I, do I need to block for? He
3: runs 4-3. Come on, man. Go get the ball in the end zone. you sitting around jogging. I was I
2: was trying to, but I was trying to. It was the first play. I wasn't expecting it to go look there. Look at him, Skip, at the bottom. He celebrating. Go block the man, and the dude probably could have ran that one back. Stop lotion. Look, 43-8, to eight. it was a fun game, fun place. <laughs> we were in New York City, had a blast. <laughs> hey, I already
3: know yours, skip. Okay. Dallas Cowboys, no. Roger Starback, no. what? No, no.
1: <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, Troy No, nope, nope, nope. No, New England
2: Patriots Wait a versus. Second.
1: Yeah. Okay, first of all, to your, both of you, love the Arizona Super Bowl against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh pulls it out. Okay, here's my problem with it. Just as a spectator, it's still Arizona. I know it's Kurt Warner, I know it's Larry Fitz. It's Arizona. It doesn't have magnitude when it's the Arizona Cardinals. They they don't qualify. It's a Super Bowl, and it's Mike Tomlin. It's exciting. But it's not great enough. There's not enough magnitude to it for me because the opponent was the Arizona Cardinals. In the end, that's all I need to know. They were All in right. a damn Super Bowl skip. I, I understand, but it's right. is not the Arizona Cardinals no that beat the Dallas
3: Cowboys.
1: All right. So now back to Richard. <laughs> nobody wants to watch, well, to your other game, uh, nobody wants to watch 48 to 21, or what was it, 43 to 8, or whatever your score was, Richard? Wasn't that it? What Someone do you mean said, nobody, wants, nobody to wants to watch it? Nobody wants to watch it. They're gone by halftime. They're they're having their parties. They're, they're turning the TVs off You're at so halftime. Wrong. What are he
3: you talking about? Okay, so let me stop you in your tracks. Great game.
1: It was a that terrible team, game. Th-
3: that team yeah. was a rock star team with personalities from top to bottom. It was Everybody a Everybody wanted to see what Warren would do, what I would do, what Coach Gruden would do, what Brooks would do. It was a mismatch, but you got the number one offense against the number one defense. They wanted to see, just like Richard said, they wanted to see this paid money. That offense was supposed to go up and down the field with Jerry Rice, Tim Brown, okay, and and, and Rich Gannon, the MVP. They, everybody wanted to see that. What are you talking about?
1: It was over in in a quarter. It doesn't matter. It was, it was it a mismatch. Matter. It was a joke.
2: Oh God, Well, stop. then we we talked about a we talked about a better game, Skip. And then you talk about this because it's Arizona. Nobody cares about the 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 prestige of these teams yeah, when it's do. a Super Bowl just because Arizona hadn't won in the history. That Historical was a great magnitude. game. Historical magnitude.
1: So what well, is it, the Ice Bowl? You ready? Yeah. Well, Richard was in the right area code. He had half of it right, but it was the next one that Richard played in was by far the greatest game that was ever staged on a Super Bowl platform because it's New England versus the Legion of Boom. Because Nobody Tom Brady to and company. New England
3: uh, win another damn Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? Oh, God. Wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, wait. They're down 24 to 14 going to the fourth quarter. It looks like Richard and Legion of Boom are going to dominate Brady and company. And here he came. And he throws for 124 and two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And you look up and you say, wait a second. Brady's back again. They're ahead 28 to 24. And then here comes Russell Wilson. And with a minute and 14 seconds left, he goes deep to Jermaine Kearse for 33 yards. And I look up and it's wait, wait, it's first and goal at the five yard line. And it looks like Richard and company are going to prevail. And they hand it to Marshawn, as everybody wanted to do on the next play. Marshawn goes for four yards and Dante Hightower makes maybe the play of the game except for the final play, but he makes a stop, a nice tackle to keep Marshawn from scoring on first and goal from the five. So now it's second and goal from the one, and we all know what happened on that play, the most shocking final play of any oh, Super Bowl ever. God. It's like it, it was astonishing. Mm. It was, still was a, heck of a catch. pounding It was, I, I can't believe it happened. I watch it now, and I can't believe That's it
2: happened. That's no your fault, Richard. Yeah. Okay, that's my fault. I, I was go. I was walking over to him, Key, key
1: to tell yeah. him, don't throw. Ah, there. Ah, and and it wasn't. It wasn't a know. terrible I, pass I, by scared. Russell Wilson. It was pretty much on target to Ricardo Lockett, your possession receiver. Skip. But Malcolm Butler makes the greatest break on a ball I've ever seen, Super Bowl or no Super Bowl. I don't, Bowl. Know. I don't because, know. Because you know why he makes that great block? Yeah. Is because
3: the guy that you dislike as mm-hmm. a head coach, yeah. in Bill Belichick. Drew it up multiple times and let them know, yep. hey, when they get in this formation,
1: here's what they're going to do. Yep. That's why it was a hell of a jump. He, he was the backup and but, just but happened skip, to be in the game because the other guy's getting toasted.
2: That was won at the 35-second mark with 35 seconds left in the game. And ben, Big Ben makes a pass over triple coverage yes. to win the game. Like I, I don't. I, it's this just, one it, was. You talk about 26 seconds Gerald.
1: left on the single most stunning play in Super Bowl skip. history. How can you can't skip. argue? It's I, over. I, I, I got you.
2: I, I, I just don't see. I don't see it the same as you see it. And I'm talking about, about the Santonio Holmes triple coverage. It. On uh, I wasn't on the field, but <laughs> what I'm saying is the triple coverage. Big Ben in the corner of the end zone. No, still, the end zone right. That was a hard interception, no question. That was a tough interception.
3: I, I still don't understand <laughs> yeah, how he caught that time, going downhill. I
1: don't either. But, I don't even know how he caught it. Well, I don't know he did Most of the time it. in
2: those
3: situations, it's a bang-bang play. The ball just pops in the air, <sighs> but he made a hell of a play. Right. But that throw he made and that catch, and you talk about back and forward, 237 in the game, Larry Fitzgerald mm-hmm. just housed the slant. you oh, think it Arizona won. It's over. And then what does Big Ben do? He come drive him right back down the field. Yeah, a laser throw in the back pylon.
1: Yeah, did he throw for 124 in the fourth quarter? That matters. So okay, I, I, I've never so seen so much could have
3: gone wrong with that. Yeah, he could have stepped out of bounds. He could have bopped the ball in the air. Big Ben could have got sacked.
1: All of those things. It's that was Arizona. It doesn't I, I don't care. In the end, I can't even remember it. You just I, it don't just like the Cardinals because they
3: always beat the Cowboys. No, they
1: did. That, that's all. They just we, always beat we, the Cowboys. We own the Cardinals. All those years, uh, they yeah. were. Uh, you on. own the Cardinals. Yeah, I yeah. ain't own did y'all much. You them in nine years. Come on, man. Come <laughs> on. Stop. <laughs> <Where are the laughs> Cardinals.
3: How could you? It's how could earth. you not say that this Super Bowl in 08, wasn't like one of the all-time greats, if not okay, the greatest. I'll one. Give you they had a one hundred-yard
2: pick-six yeah. from a dude that's
3: two eighty, mm-hmm. and went a hundred no. before the half. You know how tiring that is. I know him well. Yeah, that's tiring,
1: Skip. Hey, are you kidding me? Thirty-three yards to Jermaine that's Curse with a minute left, and all of a sudden it's Marshawn, and it maybe should have been Marshawn again. First yeah. and second goal from the one. I, the, the, you can't do any better. I don't know. It's just. I, I don't know. This, the this game shocking. was a lot more yeah. back and forth. Hey, but hey, you on spectator games, this was the game. This was the all time. I didn't do a Dallas Cowboy game. I didn't do one. Well, all
3: the Dallas Cowboy and, games were blowouts. The ones that I can remember.
1: You mean Super against, Bowls? Super
3: Bowls against the Bills, right? Yeah. No, that Bill one was a blowout. What's what's the other one? Uh, Pasadena was a blowout. Yeah, Pittsburgh was a, a, a it was blowout well in Arizona.
1: Twenty-seven to 17. And what was the what was the uh, what was the one in Atlanta? You no, know, it's Buffalo. Again. Buffalo, yeah, the uh, it was. Man they, they were ahead at halftime. You talk about you talk about over. me and Rich's Super Bowl. Our people okay. wanted. Well, to watch I us. didn't make a case. I yeah, didn't but make. They a wanted case. to watch us. Though. I guarantee you, those Super Bowls that you just named, those three '90s Super Bowls, had much higher TV ratings than I either of your don't games. don't care about no damn TV no. ratings. No, they don't. Yeah, no, they, they do. Didn't. Yes, no, they, they did. These are the Dallas Cowboys. You guys can't touch them. You can't touch them.
2: Nick, can't
3: find out the, the ratings 90s, of those Cowboys Super Bowl. Everybody please. didn't
2: even versus mine. Yeah. Everybody didn't even have a TV in the nineties. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The internet wasn't around
1: for us to do these kind of ratings. Yeah. Nobody had a TV. Yeah. <laughs> I think he got you. Yeah. 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 You got me. All right. Case closed. It was the Malcolm Butler Super Bowl. All right. Up next. Brock Purdy is being compared with Drew Brees? Really? I don't know.
3: When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo, to that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, Just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us,
4: but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. As we celebrate Black History Month, I'd like to recognize Bayard Rustin. Born in Westchester, Pennsylvania in 1912, Rustin was a key figure in American Civil Rights Movement of the 1960s. He was a close advisor to Martin Luther King Jr. and was instrumental in organizing the August 1963 March on Washington. Rustin can be seen standing right behind Dr. King as he delivered his historic I Have a Dream speech in front of more than 200,000 people at the Lincoln Memorial. As an openly gay man, Rustin took on a background role in the civil rights movement, leading to much of his impact not being widely known to the public today. He was also instrumental in the LBGTQ movement of the 1980s and was an advocate for the AIDS education and awareness. In 2013, over 23 years after his death, Rustin was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by
1: President Barack Obama. An analysis in The Athletic compares Brock Purdy to, you ready for this, Drew Brees, both quote-unquote short quarterbacks, but after that... How much did they really compare? Keyshawn, your analysis? I, I
3: think they very similar. I mean, when you when you talk about shorter quarterbacks, but when you just look at combine sort of numbers, they they're pretty much even across the board. They're, they're both at about six feet tall, 213, 212 pounds. Yeah. Their arms are about 30 inches apiece, hand sizes at a 10. 40 yard dashes is four eights. I don't want to get into all the numbers, but style on the field. Very uh surgical like. Mm. And in in when you look at Brock Purdy, attention to detail, delivering the football, very to me, he's very accurate in the short to immediate passing game. But when he has taken shots down the field with clean pockets, he's connected. Um, so and, and we look at Drew Brees. Early Drew Reed's success in San Diego wasn't, you just, you know, it was like, yeah, okay, he's a second-round quarterback, whatever. But when he got with Sean Payton and he went to New Orleans, he became something different. He just, he knew the offense. He understood exactly what Sean wanted him to do, just like Brock Purdy understands exactly what Kyle Shanahan wants him to do. And when you look at what Shanahan had before Brock Purdy, it was a, a mixed bag of tricks at the quarterback position. Drew Brees, when he was out of the lineup, it was somewhat a mixed bag of tricks at times for Sean Payton to get the other quarterbacks to do some of the same things that Drew was doing. And so when you look at both of these guys, I think Brock could be a little sneaky, more a little more athletic, it seems to me, than, than Drew Brees. Just because I saw him as a prisoner of the moment against Detroit, when he needed to run the football, he got out of harm's way. I never really saw Drew Brees be able to do that sort of stuff in his career. So, but they are, I mean, they're the same. Two small guys, and then they they both went to Midwestern colleges, one at Purdue and one at Iowa State. So oh, a lot of similarities, you know, that's pretty much it.
2: Mm. Yeah, I, I, w- I would agree with most of those points. Uh, I think um, he's a processor, throws with great anticipation, Um you know, I, it's weird they call him a small quarterback at six one, but nobody is calling like Caleb Williams is six one, and nobody's calling him like a smaller quarterback. But he is—he is shorter than the the prototypical six two, six three, six four, pocket passer that you expect. I think he uses his athleticism more than Drew does. Uh, I, I don't, to Key's point, I don't remember Drew ever getting out of trouble and running for twenty one yards or running for fifteen yards. When he needed to, maybe he did. I'm sure he scrambled on, a, on occasion, but I do see their processing being the same. And I see the anticipatory throws over the middle, and intermediate, even swing passes and checkdowns. It's going through the way, the way they go through their progressions is similar. But I think, <clears throat> I don't know. It's, a, it's just a little different because Brock does it more on the run. Um, he does still make throws on the run. He does break the football rules, throwing across his body the way Drew never really did. You know, he is has a little bit more gunslinger mentality in him, as Skip points out consistently. So I I think he is a little different. Um, I would almost put him in more of a Steve Young kind of mold than 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 Drews. But I see why I, they're I actually make the buy throws. that.
1: You don't buy that. <laughs> I'm. I, I, I think you're on to something, Richard. There's more Steve Young operating here. You don't see it, Key? No,
3: nah, I don't. No, that, that, nah, I don't. Because Steve was way more athletic than Brock Purdy. Way more. Athletic. Faster? I don't. No, know. he was way more athletic. Right. Yeah. Way more. Yeah. And, and, and look, Drew threw the football off his tippy toes. Brock ha- isn't doing that. Drew, oh. for whatever reason, they both six feet tall. I know you said six one, but I'm gonna give you the real. They both about six feet. And Drew would throw off his tippy-toes because he Drew couldn't was. see over the offensive lineman. Now, I don't know why Brock isn't doing that. I mean, he, he just doesn't need to, I guess, uh, because he could see for whatever reason when he's throwing the ball over the middle. I don't necessarily know that Brock is a pick machine just because of what happened in Baltimore. I don't see him the same way you see him, Skip. I saw no, Drew Brees get a ball to that. I saw Drew Brees for a number of years and played against him. Get a ball to the other team multiple times. Mm-hmm, I mean, yeah. he liked giving the ball away. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case with Brock Purdy outside of that Baltimore game.
1: Yeah, Drew is more of a get sack, fumble. You know, like strip sack. Small hands. Yeah, yeah small hands. Right. Although his small hand guy. size was listed as as a size up on Brock Purdy's. Do, do you have those stats? No, Key. I don't have his hands. Okay. Key yeah. Drew. Yeah. Drew Drew is not nobody's six feet.
2: That's why he was looking over people. He might have been six feet on his tippy no, toes. No, but I'm saying, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's feet. what I'm saying. He's
3: not six feet. Okay. It, it, you know, it, it, I don't think Brock is six feet tall, but, you know. No, Brock's okay. for
1: sure six feet. I just saw him the other day. Okay, so, Richard, you've stood up next to Brock. I mean, you've, you've sort of looked. Yeah. But, but you're obviously looking down. At yeah, yeah he's about, he, he, about he, he might not be six one, but he's about six foot, six foot and a half. Okay. So... When I've stood next to and had conversations with Drew Brees, he, he seems taller than six feet to me, but I'm with you. He's a tippy-toe thrower. He played smaller because height-wise, he, he felt like he was much—I used to kid with him about this. You sure you're not six one? he He'd say, no, 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 but, but he's six feet and a half, but maybe Brock's in that same ballpark. They're both shorter. I've talked about Caleb all year. I I think he's six feet tall. You've been around him some, Keyshawn. Yeah, Yeah. I
3: I think you're going to be surprised that he's probably right around that 6'5", 11", maybe six feet, maybe.
1: Okay, I got it. He might be a, a touch shorter than these two. He might be. He's much stouter than they are. To me, yeah, he's he's he bigger, has a thicker, he's got bigger, thicker stronger legs thicker and face lower body. And, and, yeah, yeah. Well,
3: Brock has a thicker lower body. He, he than does. Drew, well, Drew is slight.
1: Too, too, they're they're listed at two fifteen inches. Yeah, inch two thirteen. Yeah, okay, all right. Arm strength. I, I just think Brock has a stronger arm than Drew Brees ever had. Just just yeah. I'm just doing eye test, no, but he it does. just looks stronger yeah, to me. It does. Okay. It does. Athletic ability. Brock has way more overall athletic ability to me than Drew ever had. Drew has great hand-eye coordination because if you ever seen him hit a, in those celebrity softball games, I know when he played in high school baseball, he was a high average hitter, so he's great with his hand-eye. And and Drew is a or was a dart thrower, like like extremely. I I think Drew was consistently a little more accurate than I've seen Brock be. Consistently. Well, that's because he anticipated. He had to, he, he and he would anticipate. So what did Drew have? He had like a, a, a wizard brain of speed reader, you know, like where he could speed read it and, and process it, as you guys talked about, extremely quickly and almost always pick the the most open receiver of the maybe three in the four. Well, well, right? because
3: he understood what yeah. Sean wanted him to do. Yes. And this is the, and Richard knows this, this is the problem that Kyle Shanahan had with his other yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah. They if they just did with Brock, did they still be starting? But the problem with Jimmy Garoppolo right. is he'd yeah. do it for a short period of time, then all of a sudden he just would do something that would drive a coach crazy. That's yeah. why they took the football out of his hands in those playoff games against Minnesota and Green Bay because yeah. they said, no, 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 we're trying to get to the Super Bowl. We're not going to get fired because of you. And so they took the ball out of his hands. And then when yeah. you look at the situation with Trey Lance, he just wouldn't do everything that the coach needed him to do. I understand, that he with never Purdy.
1: got healthy. He never could stay <laughs> Even when okay. he was healthy
3: yeah. in practice, he still was throwing the ball yeah. to the other guys.
1: Okay, so to me... Brock will rely more; he'll reach more for instinct occasionally than just intellect. While while Drew was all intellect and no instinct at all, Drew, as you point out, there, there or Richard pointed out, there, there's no gunslinger in Drew. But Brock will let his instincts take over because they work. He's always been an instinctive if you want to call him gambler or gunslinger, whatever he is, he did it at Iowa State, and sometimes he got away with it, but he wasn't surrounded by this kind of talent, and so he became right. sort of a a highly competitive overachiever at Iowa State who would throw it to you just as likely as he would throw it see, to one of See, when I see receivers. Brock,
3: though, Skip, yeah. outside of the, the, the drop interception in the Green Bay game or, or maybe a, a couple plays here and there, his throws are usually pretty wide open they just are because he knows where to go with the football I mean that that particular play that we showed if he which I'm sure now with the corrections they're going to tell him to throw the ball to Kristen McCaffrey in a two-by-two check down right over the ball instead of move the linebacker with your eyes just like you did but get right back to Kristen McCaffrey that's been corrected he moved the linebacker, but he also brought the safety there. So when he went to throw the ball, he got to jump on it. If he goes right back to Chris McCaffrey, McCaffrey house call probably hit his head on the goalpost. You got to see right. what I'm talking about when you're looking at the film.
2: When 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 we when we talking about Brock Purdy and, and and this Drew Brees comparison, I just I, I feel like we got to get back to the nuance of he takes the shots. The reason why 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 Kyle moved off of Jimmy Garoppolo and why he loves Brock Purdy so much is not only does Brock Purdy make the decisions Kyle would have made, but in the situations Kyle would have made a different decision and maybe checked the ball down, Brock Purdy finds touchdowns in those situations that yep. even amaze Kyle. He's, he's said it multiple times. There was a Seattle game. There was a few times in the Detroit game where he's like, Hey, I would have took the crosser right there, and he took the post for a touchdown. And I thought, man, that was a crazy decision, but he completed it. It was a dime of a pass, and that's what he does. He elevates this offense to a different level than even Kyle Shanahan expects at times, and that's why there's such a symbiosis between those yeah. two and why I have so much belief in you him like because word? I've never heard Kyle talk about a quarterback. Relationship. Symbi- a, a relationship, a mm-hmm. beneficial <laughs> relationship between the two. Will you Stop. Jeez. Stop! I'm not the doing words. nothing. I'm just, just talking. Just say a good relationship. Damn! I just—that's not a hard word.
1: It's really hard. They usually you use know. it with plants and rain. Not, it's not
2: that
3: it's hard. It's just not everyday <laughs> vocabulary, Richard. No, it's the first stop time it. that
1: word's ever been said on this exactly. show. Exactly. Yeah.
3: Will you stop?
1: <laughs> but I like okay, it. Okay. We
3: know you're smart. We get it.
1: I'm not trying to be smart. I'm just trying to show
3: me and skip up, please.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Point taken. Uh. (laughs) All right, we got to change the subject, but we got to stay on the 49ers. We got to talk about their coach. Uh oh. Why this game is crucial to Kyle Shanahan's teetering legacy in the biggest games, that's next.
5: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Kyle Shanahan is regarded as the best play caller and offensive mind in football, though Andy Reid is right there. Yet Kyle was the play caller as the Falcons lost a 28-3 Super Bowl lead mid-third quarter to, of course, Brady and Belichick and the Patriots. And Kyle was the head coach and play caller as the 49ers lost a 20-10 Super Bowl lead mid-fourth quarter. So, Richard, how important is this Super Bowl to Kyle Shanahan's legacy?
2: <clears throat> it's really important. It's, it's essential to his legacy.
1: Him winning this
2: game is pivotal. Um because it, it it changes the whole discourse about Kyle Shanahan and his legacy. You know, you need a Super Bowl. You need a, a win. You He lost his first Super Bowl as a head coach. He lost the Super Bowl as a coordinator. Him winning a Super Bowl validates everything he's done over his entire career as a coach. And it gives him a lot of leeway and a lot of, a lot of stretch going into the future. You know, you get a lot of respect when you're a Super Bowl-winning coach. And I think everything he's done... Everything he's done with promoting guys and getting his staff all around the league, everything the 49ers have done in terms of putting GMs, I think they got five GMs from the staff that I was a part of in the National Football League right now, would be validated with the Super Bowl win here. And it would propel them into what I would expect to be a golden era of football for Kyle Shanahan and his team. At first, uh, Skip, I didn't, you know, I was thinking about it. I said, hey, he's got a long
3: ways to coach his legacy. It's not really. And then I started thinking about multiple Super Bowl appearances by head coaches as losers. Yeah. Right? Not winning. And then I started thinking, who could it be? I said, well, I think Bud Grant. He's like 0-4. Yeah. Then obviously Marv oh, Levy, 0-4. And, yes. mm-hmm. and then I said, did Dan Reeves ever? Dan Reeves is like 0-3 or 0-4. And, and then I said, well, Who else? And I just start going down the list and thinking. And then I got the John Fox who's 0-2. It's like, Foxy's 0-2 as a head coach in Super Bowls. This is where Shanahan's legacy is headed toward if he doesn't <laughs> win the Super Bowl. Yeah, is now all of a sudden, right. you 0-2 and headed in the direction of Bud Grant. Because you'll probably be in more Super Bowls throughout your coaching career because he's a great coach, you said it. One of the greatest offensive minds by many people I would argue that Andy Reid is better, but that's just me. Yeah. When, and, and, but he's obviously done it longer, so he has a different <clears throat> comfort level. But he's headed in that dangerous territory mm. because he lost his, as a coordinator in Atlanta, even though, you know, it, it, defense let down, too. It was a combination of many things. But he lost to Patrick Mahomes before. Now, all of a sudden, Patrick Mahomes has an opportunity to make him own 2 and And so... He doesn't want that on his resume because now you're going to be known as a choker and can't win the big games. That's what he's going to be known as,
1: a choker and can't win the big game. Okay, but the two big games on his resume are colossal collapses where you just say, what what happened? If you could go back in time, halftime, even into the third quarter, you go all the way to mid-third quarter, you're, you're still ahead 28-3. to three. Well, obviously, if you're the offense, and again, defense has a lot to do with this, too, and Brady has a lot to do with it, and Belichick and all that, but when you're the play caller, if you could go back in time to halftime and tell him, you, you're still going to have the lead 28-3, to mid-third quarter, well, aren't you just going to be running the ball like crazy? You know, aren't you just going to say, right. I'm going to take the ball out of the regular season MVP's hands, Matt Ryan's hands, and I'm going to try to just eat and milk the clock as much as I can because it's, it's a long way back from 28 to 3 down with a quarter and a half to go. And Brady actually made it look easy because Atlanta played right into their hands. <coughs> and you, you made the point when you're Matt Ryan and you're looking across the field at number 12 over there, like I got to live up, I got to live up. And the more you tried to live up to get the game home, the worse it got. So some of that has to be on Kyle. I don't know what percentage you would give him. Yeah. Well, I give I give, it, I give uh-huh. him
3: and Dan Quinn because yeah. Dan Quinn's a damn Dan head coach, Coon, he was right. and he's supposed to turn to Kyle and say,
2: hey, "Hey, man, if you don't run that damn football, I'm gonna fire you." Yeah. That's what he's supposed to tell him. Right. Well, you know, he already had a job in hand, but I, I'm with you, Key. That's the right decision, and I think I I walked into Kyle Shanahan's office maybe. Shoot, uh, two months, three months after we had lost the Super Bowl. So this might have been April or May. And when I tell you he had six plays on repeat, mm. rewinding and playing, rewinding and playing, rewinding mm. and playing, like the game was yesterday. Mm. This this man is ready for this moment. I would not, I would be very surprised. I'd bet a, 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 a very large sum of money that he would not make that same mistake if he's up because there's so much regret and pain from the Super Bowl versus the Kansas City Chiefs, yep. so much what if, so much so much regret from, hey, if I would have done this better, what could I have done better? Not pointing the finger at other people and saying, man, if my defense would have done this, if, if, if this guy would have done this, he's saying, hey, what could a Kyle Shanahan have done better? And Kyle Shanahan works his butt off preparing for these games. I look at him in these press conferences. I look at him. On the media day, I've never seen him more relaxed. He was not relaxed that True. Super Bowl we went yeah. to. He's usually relaxed. He's usually pretty pretty loose, pretty yeah. cool on game day, pretty like swaggy, got his little mm-hmm. got his swag is his demeanor about him, but this the first Super Bowl we went to, he did not have that. He kind of lost it. He was just like, "Man, I just want to win. I just want to." And now you see him, he's relaxed, got he a nice haircut, day. got yeah. a nice swoop do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was so relaxed in answering the questions candidly, openly. And people started to think he had been drinking out there. He ain't been drinking. <laughs> he's just decided that he wants to approach this Super Bowl different than he approached Super Bowls in the past. He wants to show, hey, I'm relaxed. I'm going to do my best. I'm not going to be tight. I'm going to show my players that I'm confident and I believe in the guys that we have. And I like it. Yeah, that's so, all That's all fine and daddy skip yeah.
3: till 3.30 on Sunday. <laughs> oh, what you said, Richard, is great. No, just... He's relaxed. Oh, he's this, he's that. <laughs>
1: Sunday? Tight, yeah. Yeah. tight. You know that. <laughs> yeah. So Richard, w- when you walked in the office, he's got sick plays on repeat. Are they offensive plays or a mix of them, offense and defense? They're all offensive plays.
2: Really? There's all offense okay. plays. There was a play yeah. to, to Kittle that got tipped by by the great Chris I Jones. Remember. Yeah. Um. There was there was the the, the overthrow on the post. Mm-hmm. There was the play to Kittle. There was a miss to Kittle um, late in the third. There were a few plays, a few runs that he felt like he could have drew up better. But mm. when I tell you, I, he can't wait to get to this game because all the mistakes that he made
1: in the past, he's looking to rectify. Mm. So uh, which, which is the overthrow in the post? D- the deep one to um, – are you talking about the one at the end of the game? Emmanuel, San- Emmanuel uh, Sanders. Yeah. Is, is, Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just yeah. missed him. He was wide right. Him. Well, he just, he just he was just a bad <laughs> If he pro.
3: connects that, Jimmy
1: G's still a quarterback in San Francisco. Yeah. So, Richard, in the fourth quarter, Jimmy G in that game went three for 11 for 36 <clears throat> yards with an interception. So wh- how much mm-hmm. blame does he deserve? Like, wh- where do you sort of share or split the blame between Kyle and Jimmy G with the offensive blame?
2: Which one? I, uh, I don't I don't I don't blame either. I, I I they gave us a lead with seven minutes to go. Okay. It's a defensive collapse. That's that's the only way I put that game. You gotta you gotta get stops. We had the number one defense, we were the number one defense throughout the year. Yep. We played that way majority of that game, and then we didn't play that way the last seven minutes. That's what the game came down to. You up ten, you gotta find a way to get stops. And so but I think Kyle puts it on himself. He doesn't put mm-hmm. it on Jimmy G. I mean, obviously he believes Brock can do things different than Jimmy G. To Key's point, a lot of times he tried to take the ball out of of Jimmy G's hands and just run the ball, but Kansas City did a great job versus the run in that game, so he had to, to go to the pass. And there were a few plays where Jimmy went to different people that he would have wanted him to go to Kittle, sitting over the middle of the field, sitting in the middle of the field. There there was a few plays where he would have wanted him to make different decisions, Mm. and he sees that Brock makes those decisions that he wants and sometimes goes even beyond the decision that he wants
1: him to make. Okay. So on defense, how much do you now credit Mahomes or blame your defense for that collapse down the stretch, 21 points in the last seven minutes?
2: (laughs) you you got to do both.
1: Yeah. You got
2: to credit him for making the plays, you know, to, for seeing the open guys, hitting open guys, because the guys running open is one thing, you know, you got to hit him. He could have missed, he could have missed the Tyreek throw and, and Nick Bosa could have hit his arm or, you yeah. know, anything could have yeah. happened, but he made the throw. He could have missed the throw um, uh, that, that he hit to, to on me. He, he completed a 35-yard pass. He could have missed that. He could have missed the throw in the end zone. He could have missed a lot of those passes if he made the play, so he deserves a ton of credit. We deserve a ton of blame because we didn't make the plays. You know, mm-hmm. you got to, you got to, you got to do it both ways. You got to be accountable both ways if you want credit and, and to wear the cape when you're winning. You got to take the blame and stand up there when you lose. So we deserve a lot of the blame, and you know, I was one of the captains of the defense of that team, so I deserve a ton of the blame because yes, you do. I got to make plays down the stretch. Yes, you do. Well, you only went, you only went to one Super Bowl, <laughs> so you can't, you can't get blame on it. <laughs> but yes, 100%, right. you gotta, yes, it's your fault. <laughs>
1: Hmm. I Wait, Keyshawn, did you play it. in that Super Bowl? That <laughs> yeah, you right. Nah. You did? did I do anything? Did you do anything? Yeah. Did you actually get any reps? Yeah, <laughs> I get huh? any reps.
2: <laughs> Didn't uh, the defense score three touchdowns?
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah,
2: but we yes. scored We scored our
1: first,
3: <laughs> so that you know, we scored the first 28 points on offense, pal. Just so that you know.
2: Hmm. How did you score the first 28 and I they think scored it was a, 21? I think, I think.
3: Uh, I don't, uh, uh, that, that math no, isn't no, math. I think, no, I think we scored the first 28. So it's 48 be- to 21. I believe. Didn't we you have, scored the first 28 on offense, but I could be wrong. It could be that 21. That would be 49 points. I, I'm just telling you, I believe mm. we scored the first 28, but I could mm. be wrong. It could be 21. I know, we, I know we scored first mm. multiple times before the defense, so stop <laughs> it, pal. All right. Don't, don't start <laughs> that. That's this a narrative. <laughs> first 27 points, mm. not 28. So don't start with me. I know my stuff. Didn't
1: that game start with a Brad Johnson interception? Do you remember? I don't remember. I, did. I don't remember. did. Didn't the Raiders? <laughs> it did, it, did, it the didn't Raiders, matter. The Raiders took a 3 to nothing Skip. lead in that it game. It did
3: not matter. 3-0. We scored the first 27 for yeah. our team. Yeah. And everybody continues to talk uh, about how great our defense was, which were all Hall of Famers and worthy yeah. of it. But we did score first 27 points for our team.
1: Okay. Just so, so you know. You got
3: five Hall of Famers on defense. They're gonna don't talk worry about, about what we have. We'll talk about that. Don't worry about us. You worry about screwing up the San Francisco 49ers (laughs) game against Kansas City. You need to be watching the tape.
2: (laughs) Well, I I had already won my one to get (laughs) even with Key. You know, I was chasing the
3: rest of them. You you got the same amount of Super Bowl (laughs) rings as me, pal.
1: One. All right. right, Speaking of Super Bowls, the best ever Super Bowl team was. Oh, that's not even close to me. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy.
6: Back down.
1: Once again, your turn, hashtag undisputed live. Here we go. First tweet from Eric Jamel. Not a Seahawks fan, but I agree with Sherm. Seattle versus Broncos was the best time I had watching a Super Bowl. That level of dominance was shocking to see. Is that you jumping around, sir? Yeah, that looks like a parade to me. That's me make. having it. you know, that was yeah.
2: the middle of my speech. After the parade, <laughs> you know, I was getting that thing turned up yeah. a little bit. I, I think you were turned up. About. Why y'all wearing y'all jerseys? Yeah. By the way. Because that's what they gave us to wear.
1: Yeah. I think Eric Jamel did they not would like They wouldn't know who Peyton we Peyton were Mannion. otherwise. <laughs> you know how that goes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Second tweet's from Chris. LeBron to the Clippers. Paul George to the <sighs> Lakers. One more chip for the King. Not uh, going to happen. I, Steve Ballmer. Nope, it's not nah, going to happen. It's no, not
3: going to happen. Not happening.
1: damn LeBron. Stop no, it. No. Le- LeBron is a clipper. It just doesn't work. I'm sorry. And finally, speaking of Sherman, Sherman's Super Bowl prediction. I'll be there. Put me in, Coach. LOL. We got Richard with the Niners and the Seahawks pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. They you gave got me one. my do Seahawks, have Seahawks have legs. Too. If, you <laughs> get, if,
2: if they would have gave me my Seahawks legs for the Niners, boy, I would have... <laughs> It would have been something different, cooking there, Skip.
1: I'd say, yeah, there you go. All right. Earlier in the show, I asked Richard and Keyshawn to pick the greatest Super Bowl game ever. Now let's try greatest Super Bowl team ever. Keyshawn, your choice would be? I mean,
3: I could pick a lot of teams, but that I'm not. Can. I'm going to pick my team in yeah, Super Bowl I 37. I, figured. I mean, come on, man. Stop it. I mean, I understand you, the Pittsburghs and, the, and, and what they did in their heyday and the Cowboys, what they did. I get all of that. But that team we had, if certain people didn't screw it up, we probably could have won
1: two or three of them. certain people you keep referring to?
3: <laughs> but I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah, be more specific. <laughs> yeah, come just, on. We need I'm names. Just saying, we
1: don't like anonymous <laughs> quotes. We,
3: I ain't been yeah. anonymous, but we had yeah. killers on both sides of the ball across the board. We did what we wanted to, when we wanted to, but egos got in the way and it derailed our team. If we didn't have all this personalities and egos and everybody just was happy in the situation, we could have won two or three and we could have ripped them off because we, we were a veteran team, but still had a lot of gas left in our tank. I mean, that's just the reality of it. I know people will say, oh man, y'all, no, 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 no,
1: We have some killers, dog. Keyshawn, you had Brad Johnson at Doesn't quarterback. It does, does not matter. Does not matter. No, it does not. How can you say your all-time greatest team with dude, Brad Johnson? Dude, dude, Brad was good for what we needed him
3: to do. <laughs> okay. We didn't need, need Britt Favre. We didn't need those sort of things. When he delivered the football, we capitalized on those sort of things. That back shoulder throw on Woody to Keenan McCardell for the touchdown, that, that, look at that. That's a perfectly thrown pass no, for had, Keenan to move out of that. I mean, bad. like, come on
6: now. Y'all
3: get caught up in this, this, this quarterback stuff about having Patrick Mahomes and having Tom Brady. Yes, it would be nice as a luxury. That's nice. But Josh Allen is still in Buffalo trying to figure it out. And he got one of the biggest arms. Okay? Our MVP, Lamar Jackson, is at home right now. Brock Purdy is playing in the Super Bowl. You don't have to have Patrick
2: Mahomes to win the Super Bowl. You just don't. See, but the three Super Bowls I played against, we played against three of arguably the greatest quarterbacks to play this game. We played against Peyton in one, Tom in one, and Mahomes in you one. You did. You would have gave us Good Brad point. Johnson and any of them, Keith. Yeah. we would have took that over them three. I tell you what, we would have took Brad Johnson over playing yeah, Peyton, you Yeah, you probably would, but guess what you did to Peyton? Yeah, okay. yeah, we, we we did what we needed to do. You know what he would, but I would, would say our team was the Johnson. greatest. You know yeah. what we would have done to Brad oh, We would have Lord. behind but the woodshed. The same
3: thing they did to Peyton Manning. They was going to gonna do it to whoever. You were going to do it to whoever. Come on now, stop it. That's
2: a I'm not going to let y'all sit but, up here and diss I would, my dude. <laughs> I, I respect that. I respect you defending yeah. your dude. What, I, what, yeah. I, what yeah. I'm losing a yeah. little respect for is Hey, skip. Keith, does never hesitate to drop a name. And now he hesitating to drop a name? Skip, I don't know. I don't either. Is <laughs> somebody oh, I got to figure out who this.
1: Yeah, who is this Who dismantled your team? You, who dismantled your team? Who dismantled your team? I don't even need to go down and I think people I think
3: people already know if they if they follow the history I, they yeah. already know. I don't
1: need to oh. I don't need to give any light to the name. Well then you must be talking about John Gruden. That's you all can, I can you
3: figure. You can say out. whatever you want to say. I don't know. I, mean, I ain't saying no names
2: like, I think you know. <laughs> Okay, Richard. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm consider me ignorant in this situation. Sherman, I'm trying to know what is the best Super Bowl <laughs> team <yours> ever. is. <laughs> uh, mine is. Yeah, Skip. You know the, the, the Legion of Boom I and, and Seattle Seahawks. I with, knew it. You Which know, one? This, this the first. Unbelievable. One? We, yeah, the first one. I mean, well, well, the second one was just about the same as the first one, yeah. minus uh, a few guys. You know, we didn't have Percy on the second one. No. We didn't have uh, Sidney Rice. We didn't have a couple guys like that. But oh, this one we game. had. Yeah. yeah, the first one. We we had the best team, but we were a really young team. And I, I, I expected us to go to multiple. We should have won the year before um, when Pete calls a timeout in the Atlanta game <laughs> and they missed a field goal. It was Pete's fault. And then, yeah. then they turn around and make the field goal. Yeah. But I think this is gonna be go down as one of the best teams to, to ever be put together, it's, similar to that Tampa Bay Buccaneers no, no, no,
3: team, similar get, to that Baltimore get, get that, Ravens team. Don't mention our team and your team in the it, same breath. Please don't. Uh,
2: Do not. No, okay, don't disrespect that, me like that. Don't, don't, don't disrespect mention me like that. My guys in the same don't, breath. they, they, they did have talk. a real don't, quarterback. Don't disrespect me like that. And they had a Charlie we, check. They had a Charlie check down too. Oh God, stop. If we man, we Wilson was to Charlie check down line. We would be competitive in just about every right. Bobby Wagner is one of the greatest linebackers to ever play in the game. Cam Chancellor, one of the best safeties to ever play in the game. I'm not doing it, Richard. I'm not going to do that. Don't do it, it because
3: you don't want to do that. Because if we we, did that, we got a Hall of Famer on every single
2: level. Yeah. And Simeon
1: Rice is sitting and waiting
2: for the call right now. So let's not do that. What I'm telling you, what I'm telling you is if you compare Bobby Wagner to any linebacker you had, and his accolades, his are going to Bobby, uh, survive the test of time. Bobby, no, Bobby Wagner Bobby is one of the best to ever played. Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, two of the were best good, to ever played. They, they were good. Safeties. safeties.
1: Yeah,
3: they were good safeties. I'm not saying no. That they were, there, were great it. safeties. But, but, but don't do we'll, it. We'll look up.
2: You get to do it now because you're, they already got their gold jackets. My <laughs> guys <laughs> aren't eligible to get I didn't gold say jackets anything. for I just said don't do it. That's all but I've then seen. offensively, don't, don't go stop? there. Because offensively, we were
3: better. We were better, uh, too. I don't know if y'all was better offensively. Yeah, we just didn't we, we didn't. we were better. We, didn't, no, we're we had, a, we had a, a dink and dunk session going on on our offense. Yeah, you did. That's, that's just we, where we, we were. We, we,
1: all right. It we would have caved your quarterback's <laughs> hand my turn. And Richard <laughs> is going to accuse me of going back to the days pre-electricity, and I don't care because I am right about what I'm about to say. Candles and oil, uh, candles in, yeah, in, that. in water wheels. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Super Bowl 13 featured the greatest collection of talent in yeah. a championship That's game Pittsburgh. I have ever seen on That's any Pittsburgh. field, any, any floor, any yeah. championship in any sport you ever want to talk about. This was the greatest Dallas Cowboy team featuring Roger Staubach and Tony Dorsett and, and the doomsday defense. Randy against, White was on there too. 100. Yes, he was. And Tall Jones tall and they Jones, were just yeah. flat out loaded Drew Pearson. But this Pittsburgh team cuz I got to give our man Terry Bradshaw some Terry love. Bradshaw. I know people most of the younger generation they only know him as as a TV personality on Fox, but listen. Swanee. Hey, Lynn Swan was on this team, but Terry Bradshaw was the regular season MVP that year in 1978 and he was the Super Bowl MVP cuz he threw for 318 yards on a hellacious good defense in the days when nobody threw. That was the most yards anybody ever thrown at that point in a Super Bowl game. This Pittsburgh Steelers team had (laughs) – Eleven <laughs> Hall of Famers. Eleven. It's beyond even what yeah. you guys had because M- Mell, Blunt, we're, we're talking about both sides of the ball were just flat out yeah. loaded because Franco. If you, yeah, you got Franco and Lynn Swan and John Stallworth, Stallworth. and Mike Webster Mike at center, Webster, who's center. maybe the greatest center Bradshaw. ever. Yes, and and Franco, and I'm not even talking about Rocky Blyer because he didn't yep. make this. Yep. They had thirteen either Pro Bowlers or first team or second team All Pros. 13 out of 22 on defense. It's the steel curtain with Mean Joe Green, and the two linebackers are just Jack Hamm and Jack Lambert. And listen, I got got to ask Richard, do you know Mel Blunt, Richard? Do you know of him?
2: Yeah, yeah. uh, Yes, I do. I do. He was the standard.
1: He was the most physical corner I ever saw. I'm not saying he was beyond Deion Sanders or Durrell or you, but on physicality back in the day when they let you play – Physical football, I've never seen anything like him. They changed out. the rule because <laughs> of him. Yeah. 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 They changed the rule because of Mel Blunt. They did. They, they, they changed, changed the rules the rule. of football. And you know Swanee from USC. Oh, yeah, he just yeah. took these games over. He was making circus catches all over the field. But you say, Richard, yeah. look at that ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Wait, a, that's a little yeah, I, I thought it
3: was a punt for a <laughs> minute. It was <laughs> a dime, <laughs> though.
1: Yeah. It was windy. It was down in Miami. It was windy. <laughs> all right we gotta go now because we got to get to young money they are next and we predict the Super Bowl with uh, Yella and allen coming up no mercy, no mercy, no mercy, no mercy on it is time for our weekly Young Money, to Lil Wayne protégés, buddies of mine, Yella Beezy from Dallas, Alan Cubis from Lil Wayne's hometown of New Orleans. Yella, you first, please. Who wins the Super Bowl and what's the score?
6: Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm, I, I'm, it's a bittersweet situation. You know, I want to see Trent and Debo get the one. I really do. I promise you I do. Just, I, you just can't count up my homework. You can't count him out for every type of reason because he proved each and every time what he's capable of. So, yeah. I, and then you know the 49ers, they they are divisions, the but it's now I'm never gonna hate them. They got they got a solid football team, but I I, I want to see Trent now get the one for sure. But I just can't call it because I know how Mahomes play. But yeah. I feel like if it, I feel like if it's gonna go, that's gonna be a good one, like a good close one. I want to say about a seventeen or 20, twenty twenty one type game. Okay. Yeah. And you're
1: going to uh, Chiefs. Might lean towards the,
6: yeah, yeah, I might lean towards the Chiefs.
1: Okay, lean in Chiefs. How about you, Allen? Going with the San Francisco
5: 49ers. I think that when Debo, um, when Debo and Trenton Bay healthy, they've been the best team for the for the better part of all year. The, the best quarterback undoubtedly is Patrick Mahomes, but the best team is the San Francisco 49ers. A, a lot of the things that the Chiefs were able to accomplish against the Ravens, I think are going to be nullified by play calling alone. 49ers are going to stick to who they've been. They're going to run the ball, get behind the NFL's leading Russia, get behind Trent Williams. Not only is one of the best players, one of the best leaders. And with Brock Purdy, I've been hearing a lot about Brock Purdy has to have this big game. I don't think he has to have this out-of-body experience. I think if he just plays within his means, stays to himself. If you look at what Patrick Mahomes has been able to do, he hasn't had these historic games. He just hasn't turned the ball over. He's been consistent and made the big play when he's needed. Brock Purdy, I think, takes a page out of that book. Um, play plays with his means. We're hearing a lot about Travis Kelsey and all these people forget they got a bad man on the other side too named George Kittle who uh, as a Saints fan I know a little bit too much about a couple of years when he burned us on his fourth down play. So I think he's primed to have a big game. Nick Bosa looks like he's been peaking at the right time. I think they're going to get behind Christian McCaffrey run that ball and I think the best team in the NFL is going they're going to win the Super Bowl the San Francisco
3: 49ers. Mm. Yeah, they, they certainly got a roster full of talent, no question about it, but it's just something about number 15. It's just something about his ability to rise at the right moment, right? He went on the road. Obviously, they took care of Miami at home, but then they go on the road to Buffalo. They go on the road to Baltimore, and they win both of those games when many people thought that they wouldn't do that. Plus, he's beating San Francisco. He's 3-0 in his career against San Francisco. Obviously, two times in the regular season, he hung 40-plus on them last year. He beat them in the Super Bowl and then he beat him in the regular season. Mm. He scored nothing less than 30 on him when he's done that. And obviously, he's a different defensive player, different, different, different defensive coordinators or whatnot. But it's just some about 15, man. You just mm. – yeah. certain guys, you just say, I, I can't skip. I can't
1: go against him. I agree. And this is one with me. I can't go against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So, Allen, back to you. How do you defend how shaky the 49ers looked – in the first half against Green Bay and the first half against Detroit. Looked really vulnerable and shaky. They looked like the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, okay. We had to get the Cowboys. Speaking of, yeah,
5: now, now they did, it's, been a, it's been a long season. They get to the playoffs, and I think these last two games have overshadowed how good they've been defensively at a lot of times all year. I think they get back to that. Um, I think some of these wider coverages, you can't play against Mahomes. He'll find a way to beat you with his arm or with his legs. I think they got to take chances, be aggressive, you know, try to break his rhythm. And I think that's what they'll do. You know, they've had two weeks of preparation. Uh, I believe they're going to come in with the right game plan defensively and offensively, and I think the third time's a charm for Shanahan getting in this big game. So I definitely think he's the best quarterback. I understand it's projecting towards him being the greatest if he can keep staying at this pace. But just something about it, I feel that Trent Williams is a big game for
1: him. He's a big leader on that team. I feel he's going to have them guys ready to go, and I'm, I'm definitely taking the 49ers. So, Alan, you do trust Brock Purdy not to screw it up. That's what you're telling me.
5: I think he has to not screw it up. Even that game with Baltimore, those chances were there to win. Lamar throws an interception. I know Purdy's been throwing his typical one interception all these games. I think if he can limit that, stay within himself, make the big plays, get in the play action, let that run set up everything. But I do agree, he cannot turn the ball over. If they do that, I do think the better team will come out. Unless Patrick Mahomes has one of these, like what he's definitely capable of, and just beats him in a shootout and goes all out, which is possible. But
6: I do think the better team wins out. Mm-hmm. What's what's that, uh what is the uh the Chiefs uh they they pass Russell what's his name? Pass name to say this year. Mm-hmm. Man, he gonna have a field day. <laughs> that man a beast, man. Is that man, beast. man is a beast. I feel like he gonna yeah. come back there a lot. He
5: gonna be in this face spot. Dude. Yeah. So I'm Yella. trying to see this Brandon Ayuk matchup too with Darius Sneed. Oh yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Yella, I gotta ask you. Have you gotten over what happened to our Dallas Cowboys? Because I have not. I, I still have no, nightmares I, about it.
6: I have, I have, it. and that's what I was saying. Speaking of the Cowboys, y'all know they slander us so bad. But you now the 49ers haven't
3: won one longer than we have. That's hey, true. You, you, know, you I'm that? But one year but longer. But they've been in multiple since then. Multiple. Hey, the think about this. They've been it, it in don't three they've been, they been in three they've been in three yeah if we all sitting at home at the
6: end of the day it don't even matter you can we make you can team. say that
3: all day long to make yourself feel good but I'm not going to let you sit up here on this show and try to weave the 49ers into y'all misery because it's not going to happen no yeah, yeah I, I mean they got misery loves company but anyway.
6: They have not won one in a long time either. So, with that being said, we are all even steaks. That's how I'm going to look at it. That's how I'm going to look it. even y'all ain't got to a that's conference exactly
3: championship. Right. Y'all ain't, ain't even, even got to the conference championship. The Niners, have <laughs> been yeah, in like
1: 12. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. That's cool. Get, had they been winning some. I mean, yeah, they won, what, two or three of them? Yeah. yeah. They're Super Bowl. We losers. know how this play
5: out, yellow. You're gonna be back on the bandwagon right. next year. Y'all probably win the division.
1: I gotta to to stop you. I gotta stop you. We will reconvene a week from right now to see who was right and who was wrong. But up next, can you see Andy Reid retiring if the Chiefs do win their third Super Bowl in five years? That's debatable. That's next.
6: I'm a but I really ain't I know you
1: Andy Reid said yesterday that his parents always said about retirement, you'll know when it's time. Andy then said today is not the day, that as of right now he does not think it's time. But Reid is 65 years old, now the oldest NFL coach. So, Richard, if the Chiefs do win a third Super Bowl in five years, can you see Reid retiring?
2: Uh, I don't see why, Skip. You can't retire in the midst of the greatest run you've been on as a head coach like this is the this is the best time this is the top of the mountain like you go there i think you live with too much regret you work too too hard your whole career to get to the point where you could be part of a dynasty to leave in the middle of it i wouldn't i wouldn't imagine them retiring if they win
3: when big red stop eating cheeseburger skip that's when he's gonna retire and i don't see that happening anytime soon who walks away from patrick mahomes like seriously who walks away from patrick mahomes no one. No one. You no, know, that you just don't like. Sharon said in the middle. Nah, this isn't. This isn't transitioning from Joe Montana to Steve Young. Yeah. This is. This is not one of those situations. Patrick Mahomes is stuck with the Chiefs for the next ten years. Andy Reid is stuck with the cheese for
1: as long as he wants. Okay, so maybe Andy does need to stop eating cheeseburgers so he can go on for another 10 years, right? Uh, I mean, why not? Why not? I mean, seriously, do you think Patrick can play for 10 more years? Sure he can. No question. 15? I mean, how how can you not just stick with this? Because they could be all-time, all-time. All All right, that's it for us. We're back tomorrow at 9.30 Eastern. And I can't wait.